Chicago, I mean, but it's not as violent as they promote mm -hmm. it. They it happens that. really in Inglewood, and these little kids getting these 30 clips, mm -hmm. and, and, and they getting hacking trains, breaking mm -hmm. in trains. We don't battle, yeah. we don't manufacture any guns. Got they dropping yeah. that shit off in the hood. Mm -hmm. You know, and these little kids, they don't know what they're doing. They just shoot. And then, yeah, and then when they and then when they signed Chief Keep, because when I was doing the Trayvon Martin shit, I'm like, nigga, because you 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 see the deterioration after the Jeff Ford Larry yeah. Hoover thing yeah. when you had militant minded yes, Chicago, yes, you know, because that energy is what nation Moors, you know what I mean? We Jeff Ford, El Rukin, we, we, that's what that's I'm that's saying. So you have you have that. Like, like when we broke down the whole NWA shit, like the West Coast consciousness yeah. is not the East Coast consciousness. Them niggas got hammers. Remember, the Panthers ain't have no African names. No. Let's talk about that. Body Seal. None of the niggas wasn't on no Come on, now put the link like in your joint. Hurry up. They was on a, we banging Come on, on these pigs. We love, you know, it's, it's about people. They didn't drift too much outside of the parameter of their people. They wasn't on romanticizing all of these different cultures and stuff like, like Jeff that. Ford with the with more size and the vice lords in 1947. When he got that bread and that Libya shit. Noble Jali got he put us on. He in Barrow Cemetery. Yeah, that's where the prophet at. That's where the prophet is yeah, at. Yeah, in Barrow Cemetery. Okay. You can go there like any time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they gotta give him a tombstone. Yeah, yeah. He in Barrow so, Cemetery. We said yeah, yeah. no tombstone. It was it wasn't a tombstone for a while. I don't know if they put one up. But um that's what I've always suspected about the shot. He went to the shot with A.A. A. Rashid. They did some lectures. He from Chicago. There. He was born. Though. He was born in the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They Yo, hold on for one minute. I'm telling you, I told you, it's the town zone shit. Because mm -hmm. they all saying the sound is great on YouTube. Yeah. See, I, it ain't about damn wires, man. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's you. Go, you keep selecting channels. They've been off that. Yeah, they've been off that, bro. Come on, You didn't get the memo? Yo, they come on, man. Hold on, how do your shit Well, so this whole Chicago thing is going live? Yeah, we I live. We're going live now. Mm -hmm. All right. I could go sit right there. Yeah, go ahead. Go right there real quick. Right there. All right, we're going to get started in a few minutes, family. How's the sound looking? Talk to me. Let them fill in. Yeah, let them fill in. 28 people in so far. Sound is excellent. Yes, made it over. All right. Come on, man. Let's go. <coughs> peace family, peace family. It's your brother Red Pill representing Know the Ledge here with our brother Starnetta TV, House of Consciousness. About to bear witness and be in the building for this historic event. I'm honored to be here with my brother Ngozi, Shot Town Legend. I'm in Raw Squad. I'm uh, New Covenant, Minister Inky. We got our brother Blue Pillar. Many more people are going to come and join us in, um, in a little um, while. Um, the Magi. Um, uh, Sarah Seti, Professor Smalls, the Magi. Everybody's in the building. We live in the ATL. KTL in the ATL. Shout out to my KTLians. Now, what I want to say is this, family. 
as a result of the mishap or the technical difficulties that we had at Town Zone TV. First and foremost, I want to give a tremendous salute and honors to all of the paying customers who made the donations and made tonight possible. All right, salute to you. Uh, everything that you've done is honorable. We made a last minute decision because of the audio issues, the fact that you might not have heard this yeah, conversation take place. So what we did is we had a little powwow and we decided to go straight to YouTube and stream it to the family because that's the way that it does it. That's the way that it reaches the people without any kind of incident. But what we're doing tonight and what we want to do is put it on the trust on the people. What am I saying? What am I? What do I mean? What I'm saying is this: This was originally scheduled to be a paid event or pay-per-view, okay? Like Mayweather and Berto, all right? But as a result of what happened, we trust our people, okay? Because what are we not doing but coming together, dealing with trust? You have to trust the brothers' information. This is going to be a battle of information to see who's more trustworthy or whose information is more trustworthy or who's more, you know, who has the most integrity in their information and whatnot. So the standards that you hold us to, we're going to hold you to tonight. So we're going to say the integrity of the audience and the trust of the audience is now in your hands. So we want to say that we're not going to put the pressure on you to make a donation, but we're going to say that as a result of this free stream, leave a tip. Okay, as a result of this free stream, drop a bag. You know what I mean? For those who already left the tip, that's and for those who already left the tip, and the do and, the, and the, we don't call it donations. For those that already invested in their education, right? Salute. All right, we'll just ask everybody else. Uh, invest. Be honorable. Put something. Be honorable. We're dealing with an honor system and a trust system, and I know Sanetta's audience deals with that, with the laws of my art and all these other things. So. You know, we look forward to that. Enjoy yourselves. I'm going to be in the audience. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at the techno technology conference and other Person things that we'll signed. be doing out there. All right? So who do I give the mic to? Uh, and Goldie. Let him start all let, over yeah, again. Let the brother start over. Um, Sumerian question? Yeah. The, the question I asked you, my brother, was about the Sumerian. Shaka Upmost and uh, brother Zion Lex just got through doing a debate. And Zion Lex said that writing started in Samaria. How much truth does that hold, my brother? Go in again. Um, writing doesn't start in Samaria. Writing starts in Africa. Um, first of all, when we study the Sumerian language, the Sumerian language was um, predominantly it has Tamilian or Tamil syntax and content. Um, when you deal with the lingua francs, what a bridge or the gap between the languages. Tamil is the Dravidian language, but you have Nilo-Saharan Africans who went over there and came together with those groups. First of all, the Sumerians did not speak a Semitic language, nor did they speak an Indo-European language. The closest language that they said about um, Sir Williams and other groups, they called it um, Sumerian, Bantu, or Urdu. Urdu and Bantu were similar, but we do, we are aware that Bantu, before the expansion of the Bantu language, the Bantu developed as an organized language 4,000 4, years ago. The Bantu expansion, is around 3,500 years ago. But before that, the Bantu language comes from Niger-Saharan. And the Niger-Saharan groups came from what we refer to a zone in Sudan, which is called Kadopian. And the Kadopian group migrated towards West Africa or the heart of West Africa and the forests and came together with the Adamawa groups. 
and the Adamawa groups came together and formed the Niger Kadofian languages. Another language that comes out of that Niger Saharan or Nilo Saharan group was Proto Omotic or what Greenberg, the racist Jew, called Afroasiatic, which was Berber or Amazigh, Chadic, or the other um, Proto Omotic languages that you find in Ethiopia, which is another language that comes out of the Nilo Saharan groups. All of them come from Nilo Saharan groups, which comes from Khoisan. It's four major African languages. You have Khoisan, you have Nilo Saharan, you have Niger Kadofian. And from those, and from, and then you also have the Nilo-Saharan languages. So you have Nilo-Saharan, Khoisan, Niger-Kadofian, and you have um, Afro-Asiatic. Those are the four language language barriers. In between, you have multiple languages and multiple dialects. So when it comes to the Sumerians, you have an early Nilo-Saharan group that leaves out of the Sahara and migrates into Mesopotamia and intermingle or amalgamate amongst the Dravidian people who left out of Africa much earlier, and they create this Sumerian civilization. Most of the time we see the pictures of Sumerians, these are not Sumerians, these are Gutians, these white bald head looking men. Those are Gutians or the Kurds, modern day Kurds that took over that area. So we have to be careful with that. And we know the proof is if you study the Tassili cave art in the Sahara, that's in southern Algeria and, um, and southern Algeria or southern Libya, which is northern Niger, where they found the first mummy, the black mummy. Mummification first starts in the Sahara. They found the black Libyan mummy. And southern Libya is right above northern Niger. Who was these group of people? These were the modern-day Fula or the Fulani groups, which speaks of niger kadofian language or a, niger, a branch of niger kadofian language. So you have these different groups of people. So let's look at the phylogenetic tree and study the variants or the DNA variants that we find in the Sahara. You have predominantly haplogroup E3A and you have E3B. When you study the Sumerians, when you go and study the modern-day Marsh Arabs, the further you go back down a phylogenetic tree, you see E3B, E3A, a few Gs, and J2s, and also L8M41, which is a Dravidian marker, which shows that Africans and other groups that was around that Mesopotamian area was there. Not mitochondrial DNA L, but on the paternal side L. So what I'm saying is that we have to be careful with that. So you find most of, even before the Egyptians, most of the art and depictions of people doing things, agriculture, farming is in the Sahara first, and they take it into Egypt. We have to study the Helocene Glacier period. When the, when, when, the, when the vegetation started rising again after the Mendel Glacier period, when North Africa went into a drought, people went south. When the Helocene Glacier period comes in, they go back north and then they go west. When they go, when they go, I'm sorry, they go east. When they go back east, they meet up with the people that was already lingering around Abyssinia. This is what's important about Napata Playa or the early Sphinx or Herm Akin, which is before you had the face of uh, Kepper or the son of Khufu, so they say. The actual Sphinx or Herm Akin was a whole full-blown lion. The Sphinx is actually older than the Pernetters or the Pyramids. They're older, going back 30,000 years based off the water roads and the isotopes. So when you study these people, you find these groups of E3Bs and E3As. And the proof of the matter is you can also find early artwork in the Samir, I mean, um, ancient Somalia going back 8,000 years. And look, at ancient, uh, look up ancient Somalian artwork or ancient Somalian stonework, and you can see the same similarity between those groups. When you study the language family of the proto amotic or uh, the Oromo languages of southern Ethiopia, and you study the Amazigh languages or the Tamazigh languages that the Tariq speak in northern Niger, which is the Berber or the original group or, or one group of the original Moors outside of the Moors who came from the Senegambia area or the people that we come from or the Senegal, those original darker skinned Moors, not the Twani Moors, the lighter skinned Berbers who was hybrids between the Indo-European women that they were breeding with in the Atlas Mountain for almost 10,000 years, but the original Moors, us. What you clearly see is this niger kadofian group and these early proto omotic groups that Greenberg called Afro-Asiatic coming together. Even Proto-Semitic comes from this Proto-Chatic group that leaves out 
5,500 years ago. They go over there, meet up with the Nostratic language families, which is also an offshoot of the early hunter-gatherer languages that was in West Asia or the Arabian Peninsula, and they formulate this Semitic language with the first group, which was called Akkadian. Then you get into the Ugaritic, and from the Ugaritic, you get into all the other families. So Sumerians didn't even speak. He's wrong. Sumerians didn't even speak a Sumerian language. I mean, Sumerians didn't even speak a, a African language or Indo-European language or a Semitic language. They spoke cuneiform, which, which was really stat receipts. They kept approvals of what was going on in their city-states. I'm going to show you something about this book. Yeah. Right here in this book, Scientific America, The Evolution of, I, of Your Body. It clearly shows right here in the language family. It says, an evolving alphabet. The earliest language that you find is ancient Egyptian. And from ancient Egyptian, you get into Proto-Sinetic. Then you get into the Phoenician or Paleo-Hebrew. Paleo is older or before. Then you get into the early Greek. Then from Greek, you get into Latin. And then from Latin, you get, in, you get into modern Hebrew, which is the Yiddish. But before, it's Africa, ancient Egypt. And they get their writing script from the Proto-Sinetic, which is our pictorial and then you get into the alphabet A, 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 Hebrew alphabet. It's all right here. The evolving alphabet. So Africa had the language first. We was talking first. Even when you deal with the gene, the FOXP2 genes that I'll be talking about tomorrow, which is the complexity of why humans are able to communicate the way they are at chromosome 7, that protein at chromosome 7, the two amino acids that move, you clearly see it in Africa. Go to Bloom Bloom Cave in South Africa 90,000 years ago. The paint on the wall. You see the depictions. You even see little turmoils of little pyramids that's trying to roll. So you can't, you don't talk unless you got them to come out of Africa. Outside of that was scribble scrap. Um, before we go on, let me really say this real quick. Tomorrow is also another big day. We got the General Sarah Sutton Seti. We got Unk and the Amara squad. And of course, I might have to do the same thing. We don't want to use Town Zone right now. So whoever's out there, family, and you know my GoFundMe, please throw my GoFundMe up in the chat room for me. And help your brother out, and I can do the same thing and bring it to you live on YouTube. It ain't got to be $20. It ain't got to be 10 we, if you look at my subscription, like the Red Pill was saying, throw $5 in the pot because we got to take care of the people that's speaking. We didn't just come over here in Atlanta for free. You see, we're on the road. So if you help me, I guarantee you, family, I will help you. Minister Inky. Um, no, I, I, I have nothing to add to that. I just want to make sure that uh, I just wanted to correct you on something real quick. Do not throw five dollars in there. Throw ten and better. <laughs> Knock it off. This right. is a pay-per-view event. Ten dollars and better. <laughs> we'll be checking. Okay, so this right now is a this right now is where we get to see where your heart right. is at. If it don't look right, we ain't right. gonna bring it tomorrow. So y'all always talk about the lecturers and our integrity and morality, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So right now we are looking at your integrity and your morality. Let me say something real quick. <laughs> In a matter of five minutes, I received the education Ooh. that has corrected the mistakes that have been ongoing for beyond the 30 plus years of my life. You know what I'm saying? So many people are confused. I've been going to museums, you know, repeatedly like dumbfounded by what I'm seeing on the wall with the Sumerians, not understanding why the elders didn't even take their time to explain 
you know Facts. where they lie at and the genealogy of the all lineage. of this shit, the lineage Facts. of all of this shit. So this brother with his genius, you know what I'm saying? Rattling off, not just reaching into the fucking, you know what I'm saying? The, the, just just going back at the time and bringing you up to date. You have to go to school. This is the advanced course, so you got at least complete five or six years of collegiate study to even get to what this brother just gave you in five minutes, because that's the plus degrees right there that you're gonna have to be paying thirty thousand a year to get. You niggas is crazy if you think you're gonna get that for free. You feel me? It's just disrespectful to the level of intellect that's being exchanged here. And I think that we have just got too accustomed to tuning in and thinking that we're just gonna just at our leisure, you right. feel me? Be privy to conversations that if these just was at MIT and Harvard, there'll be 20,000 a seat. And this brother will be getting endowments and all types of shit, you feel me? So let's take care of our own, you know what I'm saying? Let's understand the difference between cost and value. You feel me? Your small cost could never weigh the value of the information that's being shared. You feel me? The shit gonna go to a swisher and some loud anyway. <laughs> okay, all right. So now what I will say is your city. For those of you that have the money mind state. You can still get the PDF. In the money mind state, people know the book is primarily based around the Hebrew language and the science encoded in those 22 letters, 27 if you include the Sophie. However, what I elaborate on in the book is that it is a sister twin language to Arabic. There is nothing different between Arabic and Hebrew. And I also elucidate the fact that they both come out of the metal nature. Then I go even further to mention that Chinese, the Chinese language comes out of the metal nature. In the I King book, I demonstrate and talk about throughout the DVDs and the classes. And when you get my books, my, my books are written for 2020 and beyond. Meaning my books were written in the time of social media, so it includes that aspect. So you will also need to use the videos, etc., etc., to help you with the books, the books to help you with the videos. With that being said, the first book of China is the I King book, the book of plasma, and it is completely African. So I documented how they got their system of I King from the Brahmins and how the Brahmins got that from the eye of Hecate, also known as the eye of Heru. So we go all the way back into that lineage in terms of languages, because languages is how we couch our emotions and our feelings into something that we can communicate with everybody else. And that is also based around internal processes or biology. In the medical papyrus, I start the book, oh, in fact, I'm gonna show y'all quite a bit of the first pages of the book because one of the things I know was very important to do was for us, the uh, the people who are gonna carry the torch of the Diops, et cetera, et cetera, to bring that information back full circle because I see a lot of us 
are beginning are getting to the point where we can't tell the difference between a white person and a black person. Now, it's okay for us to rock out with white folks. I need y'all to get that. Don't take the scientific information and mistake that for modus operandi in terms of how you should socialize. Because to keep it 100, it's white. Like right now, people is mad as hell with me because I put on my Instagram, Slim Jesus is my new favorite rapper. <laughs> I kid you not. Listen, Slim Jesus is the most ignorant, ratchet shit I've ever heard. But if, if he was black, that shit would be on fire and everybody would be loving it. The fact that he's mm. white, people have a problem with it. And most of the comments are saying, oh, yeah, he from the suburbs. He didn't blah, blah, blah. You can't assume because he's white he came from the suburbs. That's right. Every neighborhood has that one or two white families that grow up where we at. The same way every suburb now has one or two black families where, you know, nigga, we made it. You know what I'm saying? So we have to move beyond that paradigm in terms of how we think about the world and how we view the world. To take it a step further than that, this conversation and all we do should be centered around power and how we can accumulate power and then leave that to our children, et cetera, et cetera, because that's all this is really about, the power to live the type of lifestyles that we want to live. Now, if we look at the elite in the world, they have moved beyond skin color. Yes. They're dealing with bloodlines. They're dealing with genetics on a higher level. If they weren't, Obama wouldn't be in office. You see? Because mm, they're not worried about his skin color. They know where his bloodline go back to. And if you saw the elections before he got elected the first time, they traced his bloodline all the way back to Vlad the Impaler. See, that's the time when the bloodlines were pure and they meant something and they actually reflected what's going on. So right now what we're doing is we're giving you the science so that you can understand the behavior patterns that we see that are particularly localized in groups of people, even though as a as a default uh, result of ad mixing, we all have certain types of behaviors and things that we're challenged with, especially diseases, illnesses, etc., that come out of all this mixing. So all of these things are highly relevant to the conversation. And you'll get no more browbeating for me for the rest of the night about you niggas paying up until after. If I see that money don't look right, then I'll be back at you. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll come to my brother KT in a minute. When we deal with this health, I'm going to come right over there with you, brother. Brother Ngozi, the backlash have came on you. Once you came out and said you have Neanderthal blood in you. Talk about that. What do you mean when you say that you have Neanderthal blood in you? Before you get that, let me get that. <laughs> no, I want him to no, no, answer no, no. the Before question. Before he deal with that, let me deal with that. Go ahead, brother. For the people that did not see the video promotion live stream, and uh, homeboy who, who we won't even name from the Hebrew camp that we're doorknobs, we don't even give him name and promotion here. <laughs> He should be ashamed of himself for even trying to act a fool because he has more Caucasian in his gene pool than anybody else. And it's reflective 
and the seeds that he's producing. So don't even make me go there on it. Don't even make me go there. Don't even make me go there on it. I'm very proud of Ngozi for doing his genetic information and putting that in front of the people because the fact that I deal with people's health information on a regular basis and people trust me with their private information, I see niggas running around darkening me with a hundred onks on every day, wearing sandals with dreads, burning incense left and right, and their gene pool is crazy. It's crazy. A lot of times they may have four or five siblings and they're the darkest one out the siblings. You look at their mama, you're like, hold on, fam. I know it's mama's baby, daddy's maybe, but I'm not even sure this is, you might have been adopted. It looks so crazy. And that's because of a misunderstanding of how genes work and how dominant genes can lay dormant for a couple of generations and then pop right back on up on you. So we, our not just our language, but even our thinking, we have to bring up the maturity level in order for us to be able to delve deeper into science. So we're not going to bash Ngozi because he is the first person to lay out on the table and say, there's Neanderthal in my DNA. What we're going to do is respect the fact that he chose to trust us with his personal information and act like we all got, you know, we graduated out of elementary school. So with that being said. Ngozi know how to break that down, trust me. The, the, the Neanderthal genes that I have in me, is, it's not from my African ancestry. It's from the intermixing that my ancestors went through in between the transatlantic slave trade with Western Europeans. Um, I am 68.7% or 68.89% Sub-Saharan African. Uh, my ancestry is, is in within the African zone is of Fulani descent. Um, my mitochondrial DNA, which is my sex chromosome on my mother's side, the powerhouse of my cells, is AO3F1V1. And my paternal line, which is my Y chromosome that I got from my father, is E1B1A7A, which is a subclass mutation of the actual EV38, if we understand how the SNP work. My Neanderthal gene, because there is no Neanderthal human genome that maps out with modern humans. We only find Neanderthal genome within our human leukoantigens or our immune system, or the way our immune system responds. So with that being stated, I have 1.7% Neanderthal at the that stands out at 23.76x34, which is responsible for how some of my how I respond to certain things with my immune system. Europeans on average have four to five percent, but at the demi level, it stands out to 70 to 70 percent in the texture of their skin with the high level of keratin to deal with cold weather or the type 2 diabetes that they have or the numerous of chain smoking or osteosclerosis or different conditions that they have because Neanderthal was an endangered species. When human beings was breeding with Neanderthal when they leave outside of the continent, he was on his way out the door. We only had a 30,000 30, year gap with him. It wasn't that many of them. We know that Neanderthal was sickly because when you study his um, vocal track, he had a high-pitched voice, he had a heavy skull, he had uh, his shoulder blades were short, and he had rickets, which shows that he had poor bone uh, bone disorder. He had rickets. So with that being stated, these people were a poorly developed group of archaic humans. So my Neanderthal gene comes from the accumulation of Europeans who some rate and a lot of my ancestors bred with people from the Middle East um, not too long ago, Palestinian ancestry. That's also from the Eastern or group Eastern groups who also interbred with them, but predominantly it was from rape. It's not willingly. So um, we have to be careful with skin because you have black people or so-called black people or dark-skinned Hispanics who have 20% African genes in them. 
And that 20% African, African genes might stand out the way they scan, or the, the way the melanin comes out of the epidermis. And that 20% might be, respons be responsible for how they skin look. So they dark skin, but overall, they're 55% European. When I was talking to my brother, and I talked about the, the Hispanics, then uh, with my brother KT, I wasn't saying about the Puerto Ricans or the Hispanics. Remember, we had the conversation, KT. I wasn't talking about the Puerto Ricans from Bayamore or the groups of Puerto Ricans that are of African descent that we can clearly see. I'm talking about the average Puerto Rican that we see walking around here that my brother, uh, that my brother Inky and Polite checked that day when they was out there with the Power Ranger. Um, <laughs> that man's a Caucasian. Uh, majority of the European, majority of the Puerto Ricans that we see are predominantly of European descent. The white chromosome is not a Taino Indian. Taino Indians were murdered. Oh, you have a few Taino Indians, but they're secluded in a certain parts of the island. In Jamaica, they call them the Arawak. Jamaica is a group of the land of many waters. The Arawaks named it that. The Y chromosome of these people don't exist. The only thing that's indigenous to a Puerto Rican or a person that's not of the Africans, the blacks who came over here the transatlantic slave trade. But the only group that they have. Hold up, say that again. The only? The only group that's indigenous, not yeah. the blacks that came through the transatlantic slave trade, but the only portion of a Puerto Rican that's indigenous to Taino Indian is the mitochondria DNA because the Spaniards came through and raped them. So this is why you find. Puerto Ricans with the mighty conjure DNA of indigenous Native Americans. But the white chromosome on average at the higher rate is predominantly of European and the second is of Africans because they brought Africans through here. Not to mention Africans been traveling back and forth before Europeans came here. E3A was over here for thousands of years. But I'm just saying we have to talk about what's been going on in between with the Spaniards bringing people here. And the last cluster of the haplogroup group that you find is the Taino Indian men. And they were murdered. So we got to be careful with that. So a lot of these Puerto Ricans or Tazariac, I'm sure he's more Neanderthal than me. He's got the large shoulders. He got the big ass head. You know, he's, yeah, he's, no he's, more promotions for these guys. Okay, okay. Well, so, I'm gonna be careful with that. But the way no you look at promotion. the way you look at his structure, you have to look at all that and clearly see that who's Homo sapiens sapiens completely over who's Homo sapiens sapiens with a little bit of archaic human DNA, poorly developed, poor posture, leaning over like this. I mean, you can clearly see, you can see the slump in his back. So what I'm saying is, is that you have to be careful when you look at people and say, oh, he's black. Because a lot of people that's black are not black, or what we call black. If you're not over 50%, you're a mulatto. Henry Louis Gates is a mulatto. I'm promoting him. He had a lot of mixed ancestry. He's a black man when we look at him, but he's a mulatto. If you are not over 51% or 50%, you're not black. I'm black. I'm 68.7%. I beat the mulatto mark. So with that being stated, I'm not in the Obama camp. I'm a black man. That's what I am. Now, I just want to highlight a couple of things that he said real quick, and I'm going to pass the mic right to you. Um, but I noticed on the comments, brothers was going in on Minister Aki. He said, oh, yeah, Minister Aki is crazy because he's always saying these crazy things about white blood cells. I challenge any of you, any of you out there listening to demonstrate to me one illness that white blood cells have protected us against. One bacteria that white blood cells stopped from creating infection in our body. I challenge you to do that. If you listen closely, because a lot of us have very short attention spans and we get in love with personalities. So I just want to make sure you hear that Ngozi just said, there is no Neanderthal gene. It is in the immune system, a.k.a. white blood cells. You support that. Also, 
the Neanderthal had rickets with light skin, which means that the light skin did not change his ability to absorb vitamin D because with the light skin, he still had rickets. So for you that's listening, that may not be couched in science, I want you to understand what it is you're hearing here because these are the things that we have to split. These are the nuances. This is why a lot of us are born with bow legs and we're so foolish to think that that's cute. We have very small, and I, I know because I was born with super bow legs. My mom's out of her brain, thank God for my pops, right? My mom's going along with the damn doctors. Yeah, well, let's let's have him break his legs and uh, my pops is like, no, 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 no. It's all right. I'm going to put them shoes on him and we're going to see how them shoes work now. But you get bow legs when your mother is not getting enough vitamin D. So bow legs, is, is, it may be cute or whatever the case may be now socially in terms of our socializing. But scientifically, it means that your mother was vitamin D deficient and now you are vitamin D deficient. All right, after this question here, we're gonna move on to the realm of the science of health, nutrition, cancer, diabetes. This is where my brother gonna get it in that too as well. Um, this is the question I have for you. And Inky is gonna show a powerful presentation in a minute as well. You missed the evolution conference. Everybody was waiting on you, brother, dealing with the evolution conference in terms of that's one of the things that's on the table. Where did the white man come from? Mm -hmm. How was he created? How did he evolve if he did? Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. So let's get into a little bit of that science. Mm -hmm. You know, because Iman Barshir says, we have dominion over the sun. We can make the sun bow down to us. We have dominion over the lions. We can go in the cage with the lion and make the lion <laughs> bow down. We can go into Africa, the middle of Africa, and we got dominion over the animals. This is the crazy shit that religion teaches us, brother. Correct. So let's deal with some evolution, because he man by shit, he just got back from Black and Nobel, uh -huh. trying to go in on evolution, thinking he knows evolution. So now we are here with some master teachers in the building. And I want you to set it off in terms of evolution, brother. How did it all get started? Well, let's be honest about the subject. Uh, Darwin, okay, Darwin was, um, he had a racist view at the time. Um, most Europeans at the time called anybody outside of the European so-called race savage. That's what they called him. He had a uh, complex. So evolution at that time based off, first of all, uh, uh, the thing about Darwin is that he didn't even have most of the tools that they have today. He was just basing it off his regular observation and looking at things around him. And coming up with conclusions about how things became what it is now the meaning of evolution which means to change makes sense to me as a scientist um and also the evolutionary theory a lot of things that darwin has said which was racist even with the uh, social darwin's which was a group of races that supports eugenics people know about that with doing damn destructive things a lot of things have been like out, out. They threw it out. So what they see, say is now is that the, out of uh, the evolutionary theory or the theory of evolution or TOE, the theory of evolution and natural selection. When you study that, the changes or let's say organisms that was naturally selected to stay around long enough. Let's say I got 
um, green bugs, the green bugs that can stay on a tree branch long enough. The other ones might be yellow. They might be the same species. The ones that can camouflage long enough to stay within that tree branch long enough through different environmental pressures at different times will survive. They were naturally selected. And through evolution and the changes, we know evolution is going on everywhere. And the changes are going on everywhere. When you study um, um, the prokaryotics and eukaryotics, prokaryotics don't have nucleus, eukaryotics do have nucleus. When you study that, you can see it changing from one stage to the other. But from where? Prokaryotics feeds off bacteria, and that bacteria becomes a society of bacteria, and that society of bacteria becomes eukaryotics, and that eukaryotic carries a, carries a nucleus, which is the center core, and then in between you find the first divine feminine that people talk about, the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cells that prepares for everything. Or let's talk about, which is a great question you asked me before, Inky, um, proteins, which is a chain of amino acids. What do they consist of? Well, we know that proteins consist of two bonds, carbon bonds. What type of carbon bonds? Well, we get into one, one, one carbon, two oxygens, negative, negatively, negatively charged, but in between without that hydrogen. Then we know about what we refer to as ammonia. We break that down all the time. Nitrogen and also whatever group of hydrogens that's there, which is two or three. You learn this in basic or chemistry. And these chemicals makes way for biology, which is life. Bio means organism of life. Ology means the study of life. So evolution on that level or the micro level makes the most sense because you can see the changes. You know, you're made of billions and billions of cells. And behind that, you know, you have the, the, the proteins. And then behind that, you have the amino acids, which is the, which gives the proteins its structure. And before that, you get into the elements that European races say abiogenesis you brought up, which means no life beginning or A means no life or organism beginning, meaning that life can come from inanimate. What I was trying to say when we, was, we had the debate is that we can't say that those elements, especially the six major elements that's responsible for causing the reactions for a chain of amino acids to form, is not life. It's proto-life. It's the first stage of life. To a European, he separates the hydrogen, the carbon, the phosphorus, the sulfur, and say, oh, that's not life because it's not moving. But moving organisms that have circulation depends on hydrogen. We depend on we depend on all those things in order for us to have chemical reactions. So that's still life. And at the core of each of them, we know that hydrogen is made of, on the first, that's the first element of the periodic table. If you look at it, let's get into the proton and the electron. It's vibration going on at the core of it. What makes up, and now we're not even going to talk about the neutron, because the neutron is something different, because the neutron is slightly heavier than a proton. What makes them up? You have three up quarks, two up quarks and one down quark, which is super subatomic particle. Now, the reason why we understand that the up and down quarks is responsible for this change to make way for the super subatomic to the atomic to the molecular molecules is a collection of atoms, which makes way for the RNAs and the DNAs and then, you know, the proteins and different groups. But what I'm saying is, is that the vibration that you find going on is nothing but agitated energy. Matter is concentrated energy. Even the whole thing with the Big Bang Theory is being looked at again. They're talking about now the rainbow gravitational theory or the outstretched theory, because the further we go back in time, the more the universe gets small. The further you go, the further you go back, they're saying it expanded. For me, it's consciousness zooms in on itself and then it expands. That's on something different because consciousness exists at Planck scale, which is at zero, space-time geometry. You exist in the field of it. Everything else is just agitation of things that's going on in between. So the whole process of evolution is a change that's going on in between from one phase to the, to the next. Now, Darwin, from his observations, yeah, he was racist, but it makes sense to me as a scientist when I look at early archaic human groups 
or a lot of the similarity that we have with chimpanzees or different groups, not saying that humans come from that because we know that Ardipithecus wasn't a knuckle-walking ancestor and she goes back four million years. What I'm saying is, is that Ardipithecus, when you study the rotating shoulder blade or you study the cerebral cortex or the way chimpanzees receive light in the eye or when you study chromosome 2 fusion, 2A and 2B. When you study those chromosomes, chromosome 2 and 2, two, two fusion or chromosome 2, you can see human chromosomes was fused together. At one point we had 48. And it shows that in between, if you go back eight million years, there was a common gap between us and chimps. But does that mean that we are chimps? No, we're not. I classify myself as a primate, or I know y'all, you don't like the term, Mickey. I talked about the great apes. But we are a branch, which is homo sapiens sapiens. What separates us is, let's get into the parts of the brain. Um, the old mammalia, new mammalia, and the heart system, which is the reptilian stand. The cerebral cortex that we have is complex as humans. We have the largest neocortex, which allows us to get more further data or more expansion of awareness as a species of homo sapiens sapiens. This is the part of you that separates you from the, what we call animal kingdom. Man's body is animal because it's protein-based. If you throw me in a damn cage with a wild lion, he's going to slaughter my ass. But consciously, consciously, man is the infinite mind. And I'm not trying to, that's the philosophical thing. But as a protein-based organism, it's animate. It's animal, it has circulation, that's what it is. But when you get into this neocortex, the way the mind or the way the human brain can comprehend, the way you can make decisions, the way you can um, go out here and create tools, the way you can create certain situations for yourself, get yourself in and out, the old mammalia deals with basic instinct. The reptilian part of the brain or our system deals with going to things repetitively. You don't get out of it. It's just cold, hard, dry. You don't get out of the same shit. The neocortex is what allows you to become progressive. It allows you to make decisions. It allows you to become organized. It allows you to say, let me create this trap to catch this mouse or catch, create this trap to catch this lion. Animals can't do that. This is what separates man from that branch. And from an African perspective, I don't deal with Darwin all the way because I know for a fact that Darwin and social Darwin was racist. But when it comes to natural selection, when you understand process, organisms that is natural selection, not saying they get better or worse. You can be scared and hide out long enough to survive. And long as you got long as you can survive long enough and have kids, each generation eventually it'll adapt because everything gives off radiation. And if everything is given off radiation, everything will eventually start to go through the zones of going through its change. And you can see that with certain most and certain things. So that was my conclusion of evolution. I don't want to deal with it from the Eurocentric or the European perspective because again, I am aware that Darwin is a racist. But some of his methodology that he offered evolution and that it makes sense but overall when he's told people savages he can't say that because when it comes to the human being when you study i'm going to get this a white man when you study a recent european because he's really recent because he has recent mutations he has the lowest gene variations you know his um his um heterozygosity which which doesn't allow him to be more athletic and more diverse than us we have the largest and the most complex gene variations than anybody and we have the most, uh, the highest amount of heterozygosity, which means different pairs of alleles, which makes us more diverse and multiple. He doesn't have that. No one outside of Africa has it. You have the most variation of genes within Africa. And it takes time for all these points to go through different zones to become different mutations. A mutation can add on a takeaway. For example, in the summertime, I can get completely darker. My melanocytes in my skin increases. In the wintertime, I get slightly lighter. Because it goes through that's that that's that's going up and down. So when you deal with ranges, mutations can either add on or take away. And some things can get weaker, and some things can get stronger. When you deal with our early archaic groups, they were more strong and they depend more on their mass compared to humans now. They depend on more of our brains because our brains 
transmit or fuse more energy than any other group. All right, um, Minister Inky, what do you agree with first? And is it anything what our brother said that you disagree with? And then we could talk about the disagreements. First, tell us what do you do agree with? Um, well, I would say this. I would say the majority of our disagreements start with uh, simple perspective, meaning a lot of times we take for granted that the listening audience is to some degree as astute in whatever the specific subject matter is as we are. And that doesn't just mean science, that means economics, uh, law, national, whatever it is that we're talking about. And sometimes that is a mistake on our behalf as teachers. That's right. So when you look at the greater conversation, especially all the videos leading up to the conference, people were talking about, even though they were arguing points, we're all arguing points, but none of us were making clear whether we were dealing with the regular word evolution, which does mean to change, or the theory of evolution, which is created by Darwin. Now, when you deal with the theory of evolution, it is completely flawed. In fact, anybody that reads Darwin's book, Darwin spent the second half of his book elucidating on all of the flaws in his system because what he did was he wrote the text in a way that he could lay out his theory throughout the first half and then lay out his research throughout the second half and so somebody could pick up where he left off and kind of fix the loopholes one of the biggest loopholes in darwin's theory being fossils there's no fossil records where this shows a chronological advancement in terms of our genetics. You have waves of creation in terms of the fossils. If you go back to the first fish or first amphibious life, the first birds, etc., you see them created within a certain time span where genetic diversity just seemed to have exploded. That was one of the biggest quandaries Darwin found himself in. Um, outside of that, if we look at if we use the tools that we have now and that's why i said on the promo video one of the things that we're going to have to deal with is how far we follow our predecessors even when they may be in error our predecessors did not have the technology at their fingertips that we do we would make a mistake to not use the tools that we have to further their research, especially those of us claiming to be from the Hebrew Israelite camps, the Arabic uh, Muslim Islamic camps, or the greater portion of the community that claims to represent Nile Valley. These were technologically astute and advanced societies we have, quote unquote, to use the, tech, the terminology, devolved from those points to where we are today. So in order to regain that global respect intellectually, 
we're going to have to be able to step it up and use all the tools available to us to deal with these issues. Now, one of the things that I'm going to show in a second is pictures from next month's National Geographic. Not this month. It's not even out yet. But I got some of the pics to show from the new group of fossils that they just found. And mm. we'll be able to chop it up and talk about that and what those new fossils and those new finds say in terms of fitting them in with the different groups of, or species of, of, of homo sapiens, etc. Okay, before we go there, because I want you to get that in, I want to go to my brother KT, the arts degree. Okay, um, now we want to deal with some help. Let's deal with some more up-to-date issues that our people are going through. Right. Cancer, diabetes. So it's one flow. Yeah, Say that again. Let's keep the white man thing going, and then we close the white man, okay. then we go to health. Because we've got to deal with health that comes out of the mixing. So health okay. is a part you of the combo. Ask him the question. Now, I'll talk about the white man question. Let's have you weigh in on this white man thing first. We deal with the white man, then we go across the board with the health. So let's deal with the, what's the question. What's the um, question? Well, you was at the Evolution Conference. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a matter of um, summing up. If you agree or disagree with anything the brother laid out. Well, yeah, sure my, that my, my, main, my main thing from the beginning Oh, my main thing from the beginning was the same thing you said and what Brother Ngozi said, and that was the, the semantics. When I started my, my presentation, that was the first thing I talked about was what are we talking about here at the conference? We're calling it the evolution conference. Are we talking about the theory of evolution by natural selection? Or are we talking about evolution, the, the Oxford Dictionary term? Because depending on which one we're touching on will determine what we're going to present. You know, so if we're talking about natural selection in Darwin, I'm not with that. You know what I mean? Many flaws in it. You know, the brother brought up the, uh, the beetle analogy. I use the analogy of, of us as a people. For instance, if you have the 70s where there was a community effort going on, right? Everybody was getting along. Everybody was building. Everybody had a sense of community. Then the government comes in and they throw crack and they throw guns and they take the music out of the schools and Time out. Oh, nah. um i would like for you to get in a better area because it's dark over there okay and the reason it's dark over there is because the light, the light is, behind is behind you so yeah um yeah there you go you can move over yeah the light is directly behind you He got you. He got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot the video. He got you, bro. You yeah, get he got you. Focus, <laughs> focus on the camera right Let's now. Let's go. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, you got yourself a community, right? Everybody, everybody's building. It's a community effort. You know, it's a village. Then you got the government coming in. They're they doing the integration. They're dropping the crack. They're doing all those particular things, right? Next thing you know, the community starts to go downward. You get poverty, you get crime, you get all these issues that we deal with today. So you look at the survivors of this situation and then you say they evolved, right? They, they obviously evolved because what happened was the environment changed. The environment changed because of oppression. The environment changed because of drugs. 
the environment changed because they took the food out. And because of that, everybody changed. Their mental state changed, their personality changed, the way we communicate changed, right? And then all of a sudden, people had to get nine to fives and stop thinking about the community efforts because they wanted to survive. So they had children. And then the children grew up in these new traditions where they're also not giving in to the community and living a certain way, right? KT, the arts degree is so, on the mic, y'all. So then they break, then they end up having this type of personality and they having this type of connection. And then we want to say they evolve, right? Because the environment dictated the change over time. And they had to survive the winter or this change that occurred. So if we look at it that way in, in regards, because that's how I see natural selection. I, I look at our situation. I look at the oppression that we've dealt with uh, uh, as a people over time and where we are today. And though we have all these resources, we got all this bread, we got all this information, what are we doing with it? You know what I'm saying? What are we getting up and what are we taking care of? So. That's why I'm not with the natural selection side of things. I'm with evolution in regards to it being a change in developmental because actually they're calling it developmental biology now. They're trying to really Get rid of push, the push the term evolution out and they're getting into developmental biology. Cool. You know, And then if you really want to get a better understanding of our evolution, quote unquote, and the, the connections between all the, the races or the groups of people, rather than groups of people, not the races on the planet, we got to look at the bacteria in the microbiome. Correct. Now, let, let me let me let me let me add something on to this. Go Come on, no, oh, don't, don't go out. Of, no, brother, let's stay in order. Let's no, go back to you. No, I just wanted to add on something to go ahead, but I, I wanted go. to add on. Uh, about the bacteria Next, brother, uh, and uh, um, um, with the European, so that's the important question. People want to know who the hell he is. There you go. Where did he come from? And and studying the phylogenetic tree, the Europeans don't come directly from Africa. Let's get that correct. They come from people out of Asia. Perfect example. When you look at the blacks of Asia, not the Adamanese groups that live in the southern islands, but the Dravidians with the narrow, uh, what they refer to as aquiline features. Well, when you look at uh, the people in the Solomon Islands with blonde hair but brown skin, well, you look at the people about Australia, and you look at uh, Kostiki man or Kostiki uh, caveman that they found thirty thousand years ago, and the way he looked, he looked like an Aboriginal Australia. His Y chromosome was haplogroup CV20. And when you study these people, you clearly see that mutation variants or downgrades or deletion genes starts to go through its deterioration or deletions or the mutations within Asia outside when people leave out of Africa. Why? Temperatures the temperatures is different. Temperatures of foods is different. You're not eating the same type of foods and nutrients that you had in Africa. It's important for us to get the proper nutrients, the proper hydrogen, and to increase the red blood cells. Because what does red blood cells do? It gives off oxygen and gets rid of carbon. This is what the power of erythrocytes does. Red blood cells. When you deal with leukocytes and thermocytes, leukocytes have its role too because it fights off certain types like people that have HIV. When the T cells drop low and their immune system is too weak, it's not the virus that kill them. It's the common cold that kill them because they have no defense. But their rare blood cells are being deteriorated in the process too because they have no defenses. When people start to lose their hair, they lose proper protein or they lose protein and their hair gets straight. You're not getting, you don't have the proper nutrients in the body. So when a person leaves outside of the continent and live in, in ancient Europe 24,000 years ago in the Mendel Glacier period with a lack of resources, it ain't like the Eskimo or the Newt living in Alaska that has a high amount of vitamin D from fish. We're talking about the Mendel Glacier period or the certain ice caps in Central Asia where they had shit. 
but dead corpses of their ancestors and breeding with nasty, filthy, archaic human groups like Neanderthals. These humans don't come directly from Africa. They come out of Africa. They lose their goddamn mind somewhere in Asia. I'm just, this is just me. This is just what makes sense. And then in between, they go through mutations there because they're eating different types of food, different temperatures. And then, goddamn it, they go further, further and breed with archaic groups. So in between, they're more prone to violence. Perfect example is a gene called ADRRA gene. The ADRRA gene is responsible for giving a lot of Europeans the high levels of violence and different things because they're mm. prone to war. Even the ancient Egyptians said that the Tamahu has been fighting since the time of Haru, or the Amu has been fighting since the time of Haru, and Haru represents man. This is a whole other group of warring, violent people. Even when you study the Europeans, the Indo-European tribes like the Persian group that conquered the original people of, Meth of Babylonia, and then turned around and fought against their cousins, the, the Indo-European Greek and then the Ionian Greeks in Turkey, or the Hittites, who came from Anatolia, who pushed out the original indigenous groups that was there at one time and went to other places. They were always fighting each other. And by the time they came down from fighting each other, after they got done fighting each other, you was in the way, they kept purging themselves in. So this is why it's important to study timelines and why people are what the way they are. So we know that um, stress, um, not having a proper hydrogen, not having a proper um, nutrients, what does blood consist of? Blood consists of what? Hormones, uh, uh, hormones, protein, sugar, and salt. Sugar is made of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Salt is made of chlorine and, and, and uh, chlorine and um so, uh, and sodium. And then you have the pro the the um the protein that consists of a chain of amino acids. And we talked about the two the two bonds, which is carbon, two oxygens, but it's negative charge. Then we talked about the hormone. What is a hormone? The hormone is a short chain of protein, which is a short chain of amino acids as well which is also responsible for a lot of things the way your organs give off certain hormones. So when you don't have the proper nutrients or the proper potassium, which is partially responsible for the mutation of SLC2485, which is a recent mutation that the white boy and the white woman got. If you don't have the proper potassium, the short comment label for SLC2485 is sodium, potassium, calcium, exchange of five. What's going on? You see the downgrades of NCH, NC, or you start to see the mutations. You see the alanine become thyrosine. And then once that goes on, you start to see the mutations. And this is the reason why we talked about the polar bear. What is the polar bear? He's not white. He's hollow. But his skin is dark because he metabolizes food different than us. That's what I was trying to say. He metabolizes food different than us, so his metabolism is different. But when it comes to this white man, this dude was down there. I mean, he went through so many changes in zones. When you deal with the SLC 2.5, this is responsible for a skin color. I ain't getting to the blue eye gene, which is OCA2, the second strand of albinism, which is oblitanian strand 2, which gave them that, or edrolopus, ectoplasmic receptor, which gave them thick, straight black hair. We got to talk about all these mutations that went on in between. And not to mention, it happened first with women before the men. Because when you deal with the subterranean facts or how women work, women have, we know that mutations started with these cracker women first, I'm, I'm just saying, because the diversity of hair types that they have hair colors that they have. They have the highest diversity of hair color, eye color, and different things. You see it with the women first. So what I'm saying is, is that it wasn't, it wasn't, it's, it's not simple like that. So it's not a, a direct out of Africa thing. It's Africa, Asia, after Asia, going into other areas, breeding with archaic groups. When you study the Asian line, the people that come out of Asia were the Negrito first, the Astrolasian, the Astroloid, the Paleomongoloid. From the Paleomongoloid, it gives rise to the Proto-Mongoloid. From the Proto-Mongoloid, it gives rise to the Neo-Mongoloid. The Neo-Mongoloid is a recent Japanese and Chinese that you see. When you study the Y chromosome of the paternal lineage, 
we see haplogroup CTM168, leaving out of the continent, go into Asia, CF, CF, and from CF you get the single F831, and from that F you get the IJK marker. The IJK marker branches off, some goes into parts of further Asia and become the K marker and the T marker that certain people in Solomon, Island, Solomon Islands got. Other groups become the single I that cro Magnum man took into Europe 24,000 years ago when he ended up in France. It branches off of the IJ branch. Another group stays in the Arabian Peninsula and becomes a single J. Earliest J is J2, uh, JP209, and then it goes all the way down into the last Y chromosome that these people have, which is the R1 marker, which comes from haplogroup P in Asia first. They took those gene variants into, into Europe. The earliest Europeans, when I pull up my phone in the charge, they talked about the dude that they found was dark skin with blue eyes. The mutation of the blue eye gene comes from out of Central Asia or the Georgia area, but the people were darker skinned, and then the R1 markers brought this SLC2485 in and gave the recent Europeans the pale skin. It's a lot of downgrades that go on with these people. A lot of downgrades. And we see the downgrades happening in our community because the average African man, <coughs> and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about all of them, but we got we all brothers, regardless of our difference. Of course. But when you talk about when black people are outside of their righteous zone, and we see how a lot of people act, I, dudes said we were savages. And in Chicago, what the young dudes call themselves? savages that's what the drill music is yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what i'm saying so what i'm saying is yeah that's what they saying they savages so we see what happens when we deal with downgrade not to mention the way we eat the way we carry ourselves leaky gut that you talked about you know uh, uh all types of neural tube defects the high levels of insanity type 2 diabetes low levels of insulin that the body can't produce naturally uh, 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 uh all types of deficiencies that we develop trying to live the lifestyle of this Poor potassium carrier that we call the European, correct? Which has a lower level of sodium intake. That's why he eats salt all goddamn day. The only time he get prone to have blood pressure is when he go through stress. And you better be from Europe or Bosnia. That's who have high blood pressure at the highest rate of Europe. They have the darker the media, the more nutrients, the more sodium naturally. The pale, the lighter it is, it's dull, it's limp. So what I'm saying is that when you deal with just basic, looking at basic stuff like that, this dude is a downgrade. So I'm not gonna say um, and you you can use the term devolution if you want to. That's fine. If you choose to, but <laughs> I'm saying you can use that term. But here's the thing: I'm not going to say we, they're already a fixed species, and they're not superior. To, oh, they're not more superior than us. Correct. Where they're already a fixed species, we're already a fixed species. But I will admit that they are a deletion or deletion genes, which went through downgrades to become what they are. They have low genetic variations. They have low heterozygosity. This is why they're not as athletic as you. This is why they can't do the things that you do. It's a lot of dullness that goes on with them. And we see downgrades that happen with our people. So that's all. Let I me ask you another question, brother. Because mm -hmm. when they can get it, he's going to go in. Uh -huh. The Hebrews teach. <laughs> you, oh, no, no, this is important because we got a scientist in here now that's going to give this information. The Hebrews teach that you are what your father is. And I'm quite sure we all agree with that. But the mistake I think they make. Wait, don't be quite sure we all agree with that. <laughs> yeah. The Hebrews teach, I'm going to say it again. The Hebrews teach Love that you are what your father is. Mm -hmm. I do agree with that then. Okay. Unless y'all can show and prove and, you know, teach me something else. But the mistake I think they make is when they say if a white man impregnates a black woman, that child is white. They call Bob Marley white. So hold, this, on. hold on, but let me finish. Wait, you I'm know what I'm talking about. Wait, wait, I want to ask you the question. No, though. I'm going to ask you the question, brother. Listen, okay. You just said, you just said you agree with that, that you are what your father is. 
But then you just said if a white man has sex with a black woman, you disagree with the fact that that child is white. So you already know, like a lot of us do. See, the problem is that when the Hebrews start talking, <laughs> we all got that Christian matrix program and shit in us. Damn. So that's a good fucking they point. They tap into that familiar part of our brain that's already there waiting to agree with that shit. Mm. The moment we apply common sense, that's out of the window. Right. Okay, so brother, back to you. We know that the black man and woman is more is dominant is the dominant. You said that already. We are the dominant gene. We are the dominant over the European. Mm -hmm. All right. That's not racist or nothing like that. That's facts. That's science. Mm -hmm. So if a white man impregnates a black woman, is the baby white or black? The baby's not white. No, the baby's not white. Um um, I, you know, I want to talk about the dominance of black people. Go ahead. When we deal with Mendelian law, he dealt with plants to understand pairs of genes of alleles. Black people dominance come in and polygenetics. Poly means multiple. We have multiple genetics, multiple gene variations. Not to mention the high levels of melanocytes that we have, which comes from tyrosine. We know oh, tyrosine. One more. Thanks for the adjustment, my brother Inky. Thanks for the adjustment. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's real. It's real. That's how we learn, brother. Go ahead. Knows that uh, melanocytes or melanosome, which is a chemical which comes from the thyros tyrosine, is responsible for it's a uh, what we refer to as it's a folic. It, it, it can ignite with water. It's a hydrophobic. I mean, it's not a hydrophobic. It, it can ignite with water. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being stated, when we talk about that process, yes, high level of melanocytes is dominant. But I can't say that a person who breeds with a white man and they have a son, the baby is, is white. That's not true. I think that it's based off genes because if you get some coffee and you mix all types of stuff in it, as long as the black is coffee, you mix all types of stuff in it long enough, eventually it's going to turn white. So we're dominant in the sense of the way the gene variants or the melanocytes look. But if, if dominance keep hanging out with, with recessives long enough, it deteriorates. It dissolves. It happens. So with that being stated, I mean, think about it. Albert Einstein, his Y chromosome was E1B1B. That's an African Y chromosome. Mm. Chromosomes are sex genes. Chromosomes, your, your haploid groups are sex genes. They make up 0.1%. His Y chromosome, the Y chromosome is what makes us males. The mitochondria, if, you, if, you get, if the father gave off an X, it matched up with the mother X, it would have been a girl. These are sex chromosomes. So you have 44 autosomal, and you have two sex chromosomes, which determine the gender of the child. Someone out of line, Alvin Einstein, great, 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 great grandfather, which is a man, probably some Berber North African black Moor, someone out of line had sex with European women. A big sausage. And kept giving and kept giving and kept breeding with white women after thousands of years of collectively. And they kept giving birth to boys, but that Y chromosome still goes back to Africa. So if you say where his Y chromosome or paternal sex chromosome came from, it came from Africa. E1B1B developed in the heartlands of Ethiopia 24,000 years ago. So with that being stated, he wasn't Ethiopian when we see him. Hitler had Y chromosome E1B1B. Napoleon had haplogroup group E1B1B. These guys, Y chromosome and their sex chromosomes came from Africa. Damn. They're not that when you look at them because the Y chromosome or this man kept fucking on white women, kept fucking on white women, kept going through white women, back to back. Let me get you to elaborate on something too because I need people to really get this. Mm -hmm. When I say it, somehow it, minister, but, what, but where's your reference? Right. So, I'm going to let you further elaborate on it. It did not, might be a grand opening, grand closing. Mm -hmm. 
And this is part of the whole entire reason why I don't deal with the Darwinian theory of evolution at all, because I know the first precept is observational science. What they do, Europeans, is they create an ideology and then they do research to verify what they already thought. Anything outside of that gets discarded. So the no God concept was the first ideology in Europe. So when they came with this whole Darwinian thing, they put DNA in the place of God, meaning, or, and when I say God, I don't want y'all to get religious and spooked out. Uh, the brother has already said we live in a pool of consciousness. Correct. We agree there. Correct. At the evolution conference, y'all saw I laid out the magnetic field we live in. Magnetics is what holds on to information. So in order for consciousness to exist, there's a magnetic field holding that field of information together. So we're on one accord with that page. To erase the higher intelligence that exists, DNA was supplanted as the end all be all. Where we are at now, we know that DNA, your genes have to be turned off or on by external factors to the DNA. In fact, I'm gonna elaborate a little bit further, but genes only came about to remember specific biological arrangements so that the cells would not have to repeat their process to get what they got. Because the brother already elaborated on endosymbiosis, which is how the larger cells ate smaller cells so that those cells could do jobs inside them that they couldn't. And that's how more complex cells came into being. That right there is the earliest um, workings of what you will call horizontal gene transfer. What what I want you to elaborate on, because I'm starting to go all into my point is that I'm going to get to in a few minutes, but I want people to understand when you talk about the Y chromosome, et cetera, et cetera, how Time. that, what, did I switch the camera then? No, I got to change the card. Oh. It was right there where you said, I want people to understand. I want to get the question. This, this Y chromosome shit is the whole end of the whole night. It's a lot of shit, man. How, how much time you got, Angoli? I'm um, I'm a, I mean, I got about we got what we got about forty minutes. Y'all another forty minutes? We got as long as you got. Yeah. So I think she was. That's my ride. I'm with her. Go. All right. So, so what I want you to touch on because people think that if you're um, for instance, let's just deal with Albert Einstein. Mm -hmm. People may say now that you're calling Albert Einstein a black man. So elaborate on how you could have an E1, B1, mm -hmm. and then be European. Because they don't really understand. I don't, even though you, you did, mm -hmm. but you have a rapid fire kind of conversation. <laughs> so if they're not scientifically astute, a lot of shit's going to pass them by. Correct. I need you to slow it down. And, and elucidate on the fact of how Albert Einstein, his Y chromosome, 
the purest in the business goes back to Africa. Right. However, he is still 100% a white man. Well, somewhere down the line, African man, or African man, probably more some type of African man, Y chromosome, which came out of the continent, bred with a white woman. And that first child that they gave birth to was a mixed breed, uh, biracial. But it stayed in Europe. The dude stayed in Europe. And he kept breeding with white women out of Somali. So the gene goes from being 50-50, you know, you have gene variations from Europe and Africa. Correct. And then you keep breeding, giving birth to boys, and go and reduces it down to 25. Correct. And then that son turned around and had sex with another white woman. And then it reduces down from 25 to 12 and a half. And then it keep going down and keep going down collectively. So that what happens is this is what kills the whole, you know, if you don't, if you, you can mix in the black, no, no. You keep breeding with these people long enough, you become them. Correct. So his Y chromosome is of African haplogroups only make up 0.1%. But overall, autosomally speaking, he's a European because that Y chromosome kept breeding with Europeans over and over again. Just that one point again. Haplogroups only make up 0.1%. That's 0.1%. It. That's it. But it's powerful because it determines the gender, but it only makes up 0.1%. Your autosomal DNA is what matters the most because you have black men with Y chromosomes that go back to Europe because what happened in the transatlantic slave trade, a lot of them were raped. The white man will leave his, his bastard child or his mixed breed son behind to breed with black women in the field. And then that black woman turned around and had sex with the mixed man, and then she gave birth to a son. It's like Lenny Kravitz. Look at him. Imagine if he had sex with another dark-skinned woman and he had birth, gave birth to a son. And then he have a son after that and give birth to another son amongst black women. By the time we see him today, 200 years later, he's going to look like the limbo man that we see That's right. in, in South Africa that call themselves Jews. Because someone online, the Y chromosome that Hebrews try to use, the J1C3 marker or the K Cohen marker, it comes from Yemen, but after it comes from Yemen, around 2,000 some years ago, it breed with the black women, still amongst the black women, kept giving birth to sons over and over again. So by the time we look at them now, they're black. They didn't come in looking like that. At first they came in olive skin, hook noses, curly hair, That's right. but they kept breeding with black women. So by the time we look at them now, 2,000 years later, because they stayed amongst black women, they're black. Autosomally speaking, those cats are still 80 to 90% Sub-Saharan African or black. But their Y chromosome goes back to the Arabian Peninsula because it came from there. So things can it can shift. This is why it's important to understand polytopicity, sexual selection just as well as natural selection and positive selection. But I'm just saying it's a lot of things that goes on in between. So no, he's still a white man. Napoleon is still a white man. Hitler's still a white man. The Y chromosome was just an African descent. So that's all. Now on the Hitler thing, this is what y'all. This is what a lot of people didn't understand. Okay. And I want um, you to elaborate with him. The reason why, and a lot of people still don't understand this at all. No, it was already over. Just had to open the screen. But the reason why Hitler started in Africa and then he moved from Africa to the Jews is because of what we were just explaining. Hitler did all of his scientific research. In fact, he was a student, uh, the whole school society of Madame Blavatsky. So they were very deeply well-schooled in African esoteric sciences, period. So what he was doing, once he found out all he needed to about black biology in Africa, was before they went on their crusade to exterminate blacks, they wanted to exterminate all of the mixed breeds the people with white skin that were carrying black genetics that could pop up on them later on. This is why they went after the Jews, quote unquote, the Semite, 
and that's what the real scientific science is behind the term semi. It's not because they descended from Shem. It's because they're semi. semi, they're semi. <laughs> that's right. They're mixed. All right. So um, what I want to do is go into. You want to go into your video now, or you want? Yeah, to you can go into that now. It's showing okay. how the uh, membranes come together. I mean, the stem cells, the unformed cells, come together. Become, um, no, right. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this video is going to demonstrate how stem cells, which are unformed cells, come together after a few, you know, days. I think 92 to 96 days, and become neurons, which is electrical cells, brain neurons. So we see that consciousness is always still at work. Three days. So you, you, you ready? Three days. Yeah, three days. It's three days, but uh, 92 hours. Three days, but it's uh, 92 hours, but three days. And it clearly shows how these unformed cells become neurons, which is electrical cells. Neurons that we have in the brain, we have the most in the brain at, 100, uh, at 250, uh, 150 billion neurons or 250 billion neurons in the brain. So we see this forming collectively, you know, how these stem cells are working. They're unformed and they become formed. Everything is always replicating itself. Everything is always designing itself. You know, this is what life is based off. It's fusion. You know, fusion is, is, is the chemical reaction. This is what calls us to have the proper oh, circuit. I have to start this over. Inky made a mistake. No, she keep the thing on my accident. Uh-huh. It's good. It's coming right back. Oh. Yeah, what by it? The, the, the box. The it's, club. Okay. it's Fucking elevator music. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. That's that's Macy's music. Macy's. We gotta we gotta put turn up the colors, man. We gotta put some of that savage shit on. That's cool. Okay, you you don't need no talking, or you gonna be talking? I mean, I'm just gonna explain what's going on. Man, I'm putting his music on, man. That ain't his music. You can't even put that shit on. It goes. You might not be able to return back to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, let me just uh explain uh the process of these stem cells. Can they hear me? Yes, you're going in now. The process of how these stem cells, these unformed cells, are becoming neurons, which is electrical cells. You know, uh, electrical cells and neurons, we have the most in our brain, 150 billion to 250 billion. We see what's going on. These electrical cells are responsible for how things are it's going all through the body. It's popping. Just what, just as well as you have the dendrites and synapses as well within the brain. But we're very witness that these unformed cells become electrical cells and become that Wall attraction that they refer to as the brain box, these neurons electrically. And this is what you have one dealing with mice and you have another one dealing with um, humans. But you can clearly see that everything is always replicating itself, which shows that uh, everything carries what we refer to as proto intelligence or a sense of awareness. Awareness always exists. Awareness is the, is the field. Okay. Consciousness is the field. It's the ground of all being. And it exists at, it exists at Planck scale. Um, space-time geometry. Even when you look at what happens when a physical body die and we lose ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and you leave the heat energy leaves the body and goes back into the atmosphere is oxygen, and electrical energy leaves the body and goes back to the atmosphere is heat. What happens is the same oxygen, which started off as a toxic at one point before some microorganism grabbed it and adjusted. But anyway, what happens is is the same oxygen that you breathe. The power there's something called microtubules, which is the small cell towards the cell. After the mitochondrial DNA exploits. 
The microtubules, which is the small skeletons of the cell, releases what we refer to as the quantum activity. And this quantum activity goes back into what we refer to as the quantum field. So even the quantum particle is not consciousness. None of that is really what it is. You're talking about energy that's always moving, or that goes going through some form of acceleration or change. All matter really is is concentrated energy. So let's get back into understanding what the science of Planck scale is. Or from an African perspective, we always understood the science of the absolute or the upper force, not a god in a, in, in a biblical sense, but is the Yoruba say Aludamari, or the people in Ghana say Gainayama, or the ancient Egyptians say Nebucha, or the Yoruba say Akamara, which is the highest aspect of Aludamari. The upper reality or the upper force, which is the true ground of all being, the Kulite, or what the Buddha say, which means I bear witness to the visible world. Energy at zero, clear light, pure consciousness, emptiness, or the Kabbalah which is divine nothingness. This is the ultimate reality, but this process is talking about how stem cells are formed. Now, now let me finish. Oh, when the video finished, I just wanted to I started back over. I wanted to touch oh. on something real quick. Oh, okay. How the video, this is, now this is a dope video. All right, can I go around? Mm -hmm. All right, because this is, Brother Ngozi brought this in, but this is this is dope because it kind of goes into one of the things. Well, the main thesis that I was talking about at the conference, which is that we are an amalgamation of cells, yep. and that the cells, the internal consciousness, the awareness of the cells is how they come together and create us. So when you see these stem cells, first of all, it um. In the Detox and Regeneration book, Black Genetics Part 2, I talk about stem cells not really being stem cells. They're black blood cells. So you can see all these stem cells under the microscope are clearly black. Now, in order for the electricity to happen, because you see the electric activity, what you're noticing is that the cells are actually coming together. And this is one of the things that's key to us understanding the value of keeping that black Women. A lot of us black men, we want to look for European women or other women because they're less argumentative. But bring this back here, so I keep it right here. It is the friction between these cells coming together that's creating the electricity that we see here. Just like it's the friction that creates that divinity. Just like between any man and woman, it's the friction that creates a new baby. This is why rubbers are in play. Rubbers were never in play to protect you from STDs, HIV, et cetera, et cetera. It was to protect you or stop the electrical magnetic connection between a man and a woman. That's why they were predominantly put in the hood. But you can see the decrease in the black blood cells or the stem cells as you see the neurons form and grow in size and electrical activity. So... This is dope, and this is where we have to really play at if we're going to play in science. we got to be able to throw it right on the screen and then deal with it. Boom! Pull that joker right on up. Our little tiny kernels turn it into popcorn. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I want to show a couple of things, and then as I chime in, chime in on his video, he gets to also chime in on, on what I throw up as well. Because there's a lot of things that we need to see. Now, this right here is a very interesting video that the family sent me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we get into this, and now a lot of people will say, oh, well, minister, this is whatever, whatever, whatever. 
do understand this is not Minister Inky or Ngozi setting up this experiment. This is Europeans, and this is why I'm saying, and I'll take the flack for anything that I say that's not distorted. But we do have to understand, we have to start to bridge the gaps between Africans, black people, Melanites, Moors, whatever you want to call it, and Europeans and Caucasians. Eurasian. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why we have to bridge the gap. Because the people that we think are part of the elite society are not. John, Susie, you know, that live in your neighborhood, that work at your job, they are not a part of the elite program. Those niggas will get thrown in the concentration camps right along with your ass. That's, the Irish. That's right. <laughs> Do know that all of these white folks is not quote unquote the elite bloodlines. We're confusing skin with bloodlines. All right, we're confusing this matter and we have to understand this. They are searching for their identity just like we are. In order for these massive lies to take root and really serve the function of amassing power, everyone has to be lied to. So these Europeans have no idea what's going on either. That's one of the main things I found out while I was out demonstrating my Moorish plates on my vehicle that I had to teach police officers because they don't know the law. So I realized that applied everywhere. These Europeans don't know real history because they're looking in the same goddamn history books we're looking through in the elementary school. And they're now coming uh -huh. to the fact that that shit is incorrect and they want to find out the truth about who they are. They want to know why it is that pharmaceutical drugs don't work on them either. They want to know what's going on with their rights. They want to know what's going on with the red thing on the back of the social security. All the shit we interested, they interested in because they don't know either. The same way we've been carted off into little urban uh, places with dirty air, they've been hauled off into little trailer parks with dirty water. So we all at a certain disadvantage at these elite groups. So let me get into this, get off my tirade so you can really get, off, get, get into this thing here. Turn the sound back up. Let no, me turn just, it down. Let me just watch. Yeah, see, I'll be having so much stuff going on. Hold on, see, you want me to put the sound up? That's confirmation. I gotta make sure I get the sound right. All right. I can give an explanation. All right. So this whole experiment is about how we look to a star. This is how a star would see us. Freckles, a sign of cancer. All these freckles is cancer spots coming in. Also other stuff. Tumors and all kinds of shit they can see early. 
So when you say how the stars were seen, what you talking about? This is how we look to the sun or to a star. Okay. They use ultraviolet camera Now look at that. Look at that. Look at good skin. Look at good skin. Now check this out. You see that? Mm-hmm. Glass blocks UV. You see? See, look, at, look at what sunscreen, sunscreen looks like under the UV. Because of that, because of the shit they put in the similar melanin. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna break it down in a second. Another natural shield. That's right. Yeah. Melanin is a natural shield. Look. Sunscreen you. With your sunscreen on, you look black. That's why they tell you. Oh, sunscreen. Right. Because you, you black. Woo, you got to go in on that. <laughs> Come on, Sal, man. I told you, man. This is the playground right here. This is what we do. These people don't realize. This is why they got to dig in their pockets because we'll never do this again if they don't come up with no bread. We see 400 people in there. 400 times 10 is 4,000. If we look into PayPal and see $200, we're never doing this shit again. Period. Two hundred dollars couldn't even cover a Goldie's plane ticket here from Chicago. My children were scared at this one. Said, "Daddy, is she turning into a monster?" This is how she. That's how she looks. But this is how she looks under the UV. You can see all the sickness and the death in the, in the skin. Let me mm, let me bring damn. it back. I'm gonna bring it back that's so I can powerful. explain it, man. So I can explain what's going on. Yeah, as do that. Do that. I kind of wanted everybody to get a little light view, though. Yeah, now go in. I got you. I'm right here. Let you see. Because I, um, one of the questions I know that people will have is, why is it that black skin under UV is still black? If that represents quote unquote processes going on internally in the biology, and then why is the sunscreen black? Is that fake melanin? And then also, why is it that glasses also show up as black? And it's because black people, brown people, we radiate sunlight. That is what separates us from everybody else. So the fact that we are radiating energy, the stars see us as black. Glass reflects UV. So it gives the impression that it's radiating when it's not. It's just reflecting back at the source of the radiation where it's coming from. The same thing that the UV lotion does, the sunscreen. The sunscreen acts as a liquid glass shield to reflect the light back out. We have internal light production, which is why we look black when the UV looks at us. See, this is a fake liquid glass. This is liquid plastic. This is all this came from that same source of technology. 
So this is reflecting the light back away from their biology to keep the sulfur in their cells safe because it's the sulfur in the cells that the sunlight tries to convert back into carbon that becomes cancerous and throws off the cells and then it starts to get crazy. So this is one of the key things that we have to understand. And I wanted to show this video first so that we could see and get an idea. And this is when, back when I was going back and forth with Lord Blabber, one of the things I had to show was that black, when our ancestors called themselves black, they were referring to the process that happens internally that we can also see cosmically in the sky. When you see black, that is the harmonic, um, that is the harmony of all of the different aspects of the electromagnetic spectrum coming together as one. When you see when, when you see white light, that white light is all of the different parts oh, of the spectrum man. coming together. Hold up, man. Got the goddamn goon squad coming in the building? Correct, correct. After they had the tour the branch around the neighborhood, Professor, Professor J. Smalls in the building. Come on in, come on in. Yo, where the magi? Yo, where's the magi? Come on, where's the sneakers at? Yo, where the magi? Where's the magi? Where's the magi? Where's the yeah, I guess y'all gonna fill it over there. That's not what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you said it's me and his pseudo. Pseudo, because you gotta just shoot. No, they going in. They both nah, going in. All right, well, y'all, well, just get out the way so we can finish, and then you can decide for yourself and weigh in. Yeah, go on the other thing. All of them ain't gotta go over there. Y'all can stay, you know, that way y'all ain't gonna be crowded up. Yeah, they going in. Yeah, they going in. I said all the wires there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the camera behind you. Blocking the camera. Yeah, they were going. All right, so get us to the bubble bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him get that. Well, actually, two of y'all can get on that. Sure, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Sure. I love this video. I love oh, this. Yeah. All right, let's get time. back into this. Let's Yo. Get back into the video. This, this, this powerful joint just now. All right, so nah. So let me close up. Let me close up on this joint. Or that, yeah, let me let Ngozi hit this. So also when you just just to close up, when you see the freckles, what you're seeing is cancer and things like that in the system being um viewable under UV before they're viewable with the instruments that we have because these things are based on uh, sunlight in the body and vitamin D, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason why black people experience a higher rate of certain specific cancers because the tests have already been done is because the highest concentrations of vitamin D receptors are in those places where we experience cancer the most. So, for instance, the prostate, breast, et cetera, et cetera. Those are places that are particularly more susceptible to vitamin D deficiency um, than other places in the body. And I elaborate on that in the Melanin Mind State book. So, again, you can see here 
how her skin looks quote unquote good from the outside but when we take a look at the internal processes we know it's something totally different going on so what we see here we're going to show the european lady which has a high level of field melanin what do you think about what Hengi was just saying uh, well, freckles is uh, uh, moles or anything. If they're not, if they're, if they're benign, it's fine. But if they're malignant, it's a form of cancer. So freckles could be a proto stage of that. What cancer is is an abnormal cell that divides uncontrollably, and in between it destroys tissues. And after destroys tissues, it destroys organs, and then after organs, it destroys systems and body completely because the abnormal cells are divided. And as you can see, you see sprites out of it on their face. This is what's going on. Because due to them having field melanin, they don't absorb light and radiation like we have. So they're more prone to catch melanomas. So the type of stuff that's inside a sunscreen is something called titanium. Titanium is a if you deal with that tyrosine that we talked about earlier, you can clearly see why it camouflages them to allow them to absorb the ultraviolet rays only with that type of stuff inside of their body. Without it, they're more prone and more vulnerable to catching cancer. So you see the little spectrums of it. When you see the system, with the high level of melanocytes or melanosome, starts off as a chemical, hormone, melanosome, melanocytes. The higher that it becomes, the more it becomes your melanin, which is darker pigment, which is what we have. And when you've seen her, she was straight. Well, I looked at her perfectly, you know, so she's great. So look at the brown skin, tell your mind away, you just seen the native guy. He's a brown skin. So people with brown skin, even intermediate brown, olive skin, that's still a form of your melanin. That's not their melanin. So we clearly see what's going on with these people. Europeans are more prone to cancer and freckles if they're if they're malignant outside of not being benign. You know, benign means it's, it's fine. It's just a little small tumor that's not active. But they're more prone to catching it first. That's just how they that's how they design. So this is what you see. She put on the titanium that's inside of the side of the sunscreen. She can camouflage all day. This is what it looks like under the ultraviolet camera. It looks black. It's a shield for naturally. And we already talked about. One of the main ingredients for melanin, which is which causes the melanosome, is tyrosine. That tyrosine, you can see people dealing with this in um, fake synthetic medicines. The, um, the video about the guy that had the, um, the um, what is it called? Mel melatonin. They take a melanin shot. Alpha melanotide. Alpha They take melanin shots, giving them, making themselves out darker skin. Same thing. They understood the key to activating what we refer to as the tyrosine, which is the father and mother of melanosomes, which form your melanocytes. And the more we have, the more darker we are, which forms in the yellow melanin. So this right here is a shield. This is a camouflage. This is what they are. Europeans, it's, 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 it's a mutation. It's a downgrade. It's accidental what you see from them having. No species should walk around here looking like that. That's why you have species with fur. Dark hair, dark eyes, even the paleo mongoloids. That's still a form of your melanin. Melanin just don't come out in forms of uh, the darker skin. It comes out through certain animals too, but the fur. But what I'm saying is, is that the mutation that they have, which is the SLC2485 and 45A2, is a defect, and it has an expiration date too, and they found this out with the white tiger. If you guys looked it up. What did, you say, what did you say to Negroes, right? That's in the chat room, and they will say, well, you know, skin don't mean nothing. The white man's still shooting us down. True. See, they don't understand what y'all doing right now. Correct. This is science. This is not about the white man shooting us down. Correct. Wait, let me let me this point out something. This is the problem with these white hairs, man. Go ahead. And and maybe this is just because I got messed up teeth, so I pay attention to it more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But if you notice here, the UV light also exposes the fact that her teeth is broken, and she got the fake teeth there. Mm. 
You see that? Look, the um the, the UV light. light also exposes that her teeth is fake. Yeah. You see the, the sunlight, the heat exposes all fakeness. So when you go back, the people are like, wait a minute, is he saying yeah, is that is that correct? Yes. See, that's a perfect smile. That's a store-bought perfect smile, because this is what it really looked like. You see? That's what it really looked like. So the sun, the UV is also exposing that. So let me show y'all what I have in the in the new book, the medical papyrus. I'm sure that Uncle will appreciate some of this stuff. Now, what's that? That got the clicker in it? Yeah. Hey, you got the clip for the Mario? I got it right here. That'd be dope. That'd be good one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if it's a good one or not. They got a good one. Yeah, boom. Timo Cyrus, what's good, man? So now, this is actually, hold on, this is the October issue. Listen, when they go, they leave. Relax, relax. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stay focused. This is the October issue. Now, the reason why this was important for me to put this in here is because this is the most complete fossil find up to date. And one of the biggest things they're talking about in this, and I'm not even going to get into the nuances of the underground astronauts. We're not going to talk about the six white women that they put together to mimic the six original tribes of the Europeans and blah, blah, blah. Right? The main thing we'll talk about is this. This is the most thorough find of fossils, period. And they're calling this Homo Nalati. Now, what Homo Nalati does is it forces all of these scientists that are proponents and pushers of the Charles Darwin theory of evolution to go back to the drawing board because this species, uh, these fossils are older than the fossils that they have on record and throws off the chronological timing in terms of how our brains develop because these guys walked upright, they had hands and feet similar to ours, but they had brains the size of walnuts <laughs> like, God, I kid you not. So this is one of the key things that we have to deal with. And I'm sure as more science comes out, we'll all get a chance to break this down even further. But I wanted to lay this out as an example of how science and our understanding of what we think is fact is always changing. What's fact today, we could dig up something in the ground and have to throw out everything that we learned and have to relearn. That's one of the key things that I want people to understand about science. You have to have a fluid, flexible outlook on what it is that you're finding and be willing to follow the truth anywhere. So we'll be able to look deeper into this, put the wolves on it, etc., etc. Now, in the uh, medical papyrus, papyrus, one of the things I wanted to do early on in the book, and this is directly out of the book, is establish firmly that these Egyptians were black folks. So I know people say, well, hold on. You always attacking the, the out of Africa theory, blah, 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 blah. 
Yes, but I don't attack Dr. Deal. Use the okay? pointer because you keep going in front of it. I, well, I like to go in front of it, so. Hood shit, baby. We got to touch and feel it. But Dr. Dio developed a method to determine just how much melanin was in skin. All right. Very important. Blood type. Along with the melanin test, Dio was able to use blood types to prove the Egyptians uh, race and all of them belong to the black uh, quote unquote race on this planet. All right. Not only did Dio see the Egyptians as black, they saw themselves as black art and language. DNA, a recent analysis of Farrell Tutankhamen and his family was completed by DNA tribes which show interesting results, et cetera, et cetera. Sub-Saharan Africans, sub-Saharan Africans, and we know their phenotypes. And then we had Greek and Roman historians that also accredited Egypt with being black. So I wanted to put those proofs in there. Then I wanted to demonstrate amongst other things, just so that you guys see this here, it's in the book so you can get it and buy it. We kind of running out of time. But chimpanzees, blood type A, gorillas, blood type B, there's no O or AB amongst these two primates. So what are you saying, brother? So I mean that O had to come from somewhere else, uh. period. I'm not going to add anything to it or take anything away from it. <laughs> chimpanzees A. And gorillas are B, that mean O had to come from somewhere else. Uh, do you differ, Hunk? I don't, I don't know the blood type like that, but I know that don't make no sense what you just said. Okay, wait, know. okay, wait. Hold I'm on. Not, hold on, wait. I'm not saying I can explain it. Come on, the right? But I got enough sense to know. I'm not trying to explain it. I'm explaining it. That's what he did. It's okay, brother. Well, no, no, no. You seem to disagree. So I'm saying I'm saying I'm disagreeing based off of what I heard what I heard my brother saying based off of what I read. That, that, that it's not like it's, it's not an invisible fact they do understand where the blood types come from i'm saying i am not the one to explain where the, all the no no but my point from. is this all i'm saying is this if chimpanzees are blood type a okay and gorillas are blood type b okay then that means blood type o had to come from somewhere else that's what i'm saying no you would ask the qualified scientists exactly where it comes from i'm not saying where it comes from so you say i'm saying that it comes from these two, if the gorillas are type B, which is fact, what's the point though? Chimpanzees are type A, which is fact, well, then that means blood type O did not come from chimpanzees or gorillas. That's, that's all I'm saying. saying. Well, how is that? Well, how is that a factor in any of the discussion though? Maybe you're not you're asking how is the fact in the combo. I'm just stating a fact, and you look like you the disagree fact, with the it. Fact so has I'm trying to go to... somewhere though. Where is it going at? That's no, no. What we want to do is establish whether it's fact or not. So do you agree with the fact that since chimpanzees are blood type A, you have it all right here. Chimpanzees are blood type A, gorillas are blood type B. Okay. That means that blood type O either came from somewhere why you got before them the or somewhere after so why, them. Why do you have the gorilla underneath the orthopithecus? What's the, what's the purpose of that? Because this is the line of primates associated with the gorilla. This is the Same line not, associated why, with chimpanzees. Why, why, no, you made that up. I made that up. Yeah, come on, man. Okay, so the people's no, watching. Hold on, people's watching. And this is in the book. Hold on, Orthopithecus robustus, right? Yep. And you and so you categorize it. Where's your reference on that? 
give me for that. Do that for me. All you have to do is ask you. What's your source on that? My source is me. Indo-European. So let me get Wait, this straight. For everything I say, my source is me. Yeah, that's that's out of order. That's not real. Why wait, is wait, it not real? So, wait, wait, so hold wait, on. Wait, wait, let me ask you a question. Line. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. Right. According to this source methodology. <laughs> right. So let me see the source. Uh, and I need to be able to trace it back. Because this is new to my eyes. Okay, let me, all of this job read. All right, see, that's what I'm saying. We have to understand. So I'm that. not thinking you're not groundbreaking. So what tools did you use to measure these things? Okay, hold on. That's a good question. When right? I asked you a question, I just let you answer. Go ahead. So you asked me a question, I want to answer. Answer that. Here's the thing with these sources. A lot of times we keep dealing with this source thing, and I think the source thing takes the impetus and emphasis off of right and wrong. See, what's more important is whether this is wrong or whether it's right as opposed to the source. Because a lot of times what I see people doing is quoting sources and references that are also incorrect. So if we study a book that's old and then we use that as a source, that doesn't mean that the information is correct. Good it point. just means that we can point to somebody else and throw liability on them for the shit being wrong once we use it as a reference. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying point for you is not a good point for me. Here's the okay, point. Where's the African Latin in this, in this whole deal? Not we, only, we, not no, no, look, look, we, that's not the question I asked you. But what you're doing you, is deferring away from the question. In a second, I'm going to just say, let's get back to I'm it. Just I move said, on. I don't know. Right? Okay, cool. Based off of that, but then I looked at the orthopedic. So your answer is, I don't know. Right? Okay, cool. Okay, but I'm pretty kidding. You ask that and go. Right, so, so listen. Yeah. So that's I'm going to let it go and go in. So but, listen, so my thing is now I'm looking at orthopedicus africanus and I'm looking at orthopedicus. Uh, robustus, and I'm looking at your categories, right? And I'm looking at Neanderthal, right. uh, Homo erectus, but you seem to have left the, the Homo sapiens sapien out of this. How'd you do that? Why? Why? What is your reason for that? That's all I'm asking. Because you move past that. What? Because what? The, the question was simple. Huh? So you're adding a whole bunch of other stuff on. Because it's important. You just do a whole chimpanzee. Because people say within Darwin's theory evolution that we come from one of these two lines. It don't say that. It does. In fact. We can show chromosomal evidence of the chimpanzee being the closest relative to Europeans. No, so, you made that. See, there you go. You super pseudo on me now. You kill me. I am trying to go. Oh, and go. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Go. Had to say. Hold on. Let me tell you. Don't, don't, don't make a mistake and call Engozi super pseudo because Engozi just explained chromosomes two A and two B fusing so, together, becoming um so, what Europeans are today. So, so that proves the point that the common ancestor. That the chimpanzee and the human has a common ancestor. That's what the uh, gene two. Okay. Now, now. Am I wrong? Now, if hold on. Now, am I wrong? If you're no, saying am that, am I wrong? That the Europeans predecessor the chimpanzee? No, I ain't saying that. That is the pred that, that the chimpanzee is not the predecessor, right? That that first. So you're of saying all, Europeans came first and then chimpanzee. I am saying that nature does this. Nature splits off, right? And based off it diverges in different areas through natural selection, through natural environment, right? Different environmental pressures. That that which was together, they split off, right? And by the time they come back down over thousands of years, right, it'll end up being something they can't make back with each other. Okay, so I am telling you that the chimpanzee, right, and Homo sapiens sapiens, right, now, has a common ancestor. So based off of the fact that two living organisms with 98% DNA, it's only one answer for that that we can actually observe in the laboratory, and that's called evolution and common descent, and that's that's what I'm saying. Now, get past that, though, and I'm going to sit down that you get past okay. that. Explain I'm, I'm, that. I'm going to go he past told it. about the fusion gene, too. Explain that. How is that? You, that's a call to checkmate. I'm going to sit down on that. Get past that.
Listen, Gozy being nice. I'm not gonna play that game. I can't do it. Listen, being nice. No, 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 no. I can't do it, dog. I can't do it. It ain't in my heart to do it. I know. Listen, listen. 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 Egyptian heritage, etc., etc., etc. So, once we start to do the science, remove the pseudo from there. Now, controversy. Here's the controversy. This is where Minister Inky becomes pseudo to Brother Unk. Now, you was pseudo on the other page. <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing a good job. Like I know, I know. I'm going to let the people deal with it, though. Because no. you couldn't answer a very simple question. No, I told the truth. No, you didn't. Yes, I said, what you I don't did, know. Hold on. I what you did was, was dance around. It didn't the, even dance. If once you, dance. but see, once you I say I don't know, this means I don't know. Okay, listen. I don't know everything, and I'm not right. right. You and uh, you on the other hand won't know and add in good words and to throw the thing in. Like, like, watch this. Here you go. You're gonna okay. my point. Let, go let, let me stop you for a second. Go for it. Show, show, look. Show some discipline. You're right, you're As the leader of your organization, I never said I'm not a leader. Of any Show up, be a good representative of the Honor Rock Squad. Let's see how disciplined you guys are. Okay. Now, if I show 
the blood type of chimpanzees and the blood type of gorillas and there are other blood types missing, obviously there has to be some sort of origin for those other blood types that do not come from those lineages. That is common sense. So if we don't know something, all we do is we say we don't know. We don't fill up 20 minutes worth of space after I don't with ideologies and assumptions. That is pseudo. Now, the, the earliest case of this was a white woman in France. Correct. Now, the problem with that is that we have to understand that black folks were not having anything going on with them documented for hundreds and hundreds of years. In fact, most of the things that they experimented on black folks to find out, then they documented in Europeans. So that's the reason why the earliest case documented because they weren't documenting things that was happening with black folks. Now, the major things that are not discussed anywhere else, all right? And like most science, in the early stages, before people, and there's a mass level of understanding, people look at it as crazy, pseudo, etc. But the real scientists, we don't jump out the gate and call anything incorrect until after we go in and we do the work and study it. So these are the problems and represent the differences between black folks and Europeans. Now, a lot of people will think that a European, if I stand up with a German, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed German next to me, they will think that I have more melanocytes in my skin than he does, which is incorrect. I agree. They would think that, uh, like I hear a lot of people say, melanin comes from the pineal gland. Incorrect. What happens is, is that melanin, melanosomes, melanocytes are less active because of melanin inhibitors versus melanin promoters. This is enzyme activity. So the moment we hear pseudo scholarship, right, because I, I, I will throw that around as well. Uh, a lot of people in the conscious community are saying we don't need proteins. Enzymes are proteins. All activity that happens in a cell is done by enzymes. In fact, all of the activity accredited to cells, cellular activity, is just enzyme activity. That's what a cell membrane does, is it circles off its enzymes from everything else outside it. It's just like your skin. But all of the things happening inside a cell are done by enzymes, which are proteins. Everything in your body is based on proteins. Hemoglobin, your red blood cell, is a protein. Vitamins, which these same dudes that tell you you don't need protein will tell you you also need vitamins. Vital category of proteins. Those are the vital amines that your body needs that it doesn't produce. <laughs> so, galactose. There are eight essential sugars. And Brother Ngozi can come in right after and go in on the sugars. But... Based on the different biology, we have different sugars that we have an affinity to. Glucose is the most prevalent sugar in our diet right now, which it should not be. Galactose should be because galactose is what serves as the glue for melanin to stick and stay in keratinocytes, which are the adult stem cells that make up your skin. 
So galactose production and utilization is not only one of the dividing factors between European physiology and human physiology, but it is the reason why a lot of dark-skinned parents are producing light-skinned children and they don't know what's going on with their diet. Their diet is not high in wild or natural um, equator-based brown and black fruits. White blood cell activity versus red blood cell activity. We have a much lower ratio of white blood cells to every other ethnic group. That is hashtag facts. I don't teach so that I can be your crutch to make you lazy. I teach so that you can take your ass home and do your own research. So what I don't need to do is give you references for this. What you need to do is look up melanin inhibitors. What you need to do is look up melanin promoters. What you do need to look up is galactose. What you need to look up is, and I have this information throughout my books, so you can see the charts there. You can see that black people have a much lower count of white blood cells at birth than all Europeans, and Africans have even lower amounts than the American black, because the American black, you can see that black people have a much lower white blood cell count at birth of white blood cells than any other group on the planet. Now, in specifics, the closer we get back to Africa, the lower the white blood cell count is. Africans, native Africans, have a lower white blood cell count than American blacks because of our mixture. Question. Says who? Like at some point. Oh, I mean, oh, wait, oh, 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 right. oh, all right, all right. But I oh, you doing right now. I'm not. We're not doing says who. Says me okay, is the right. answer that's to that's all of your questions. No, no, that's good. Now, listen. No, now, listen. You no, but look. You got a smartphone in your hand. Make that phone smart. Pull that up yourself. This is what I'm saying. As a community of researchers, no, no, I'm serious. As a community of researchers, it's sad that we don't want to do our own research. It's disgusting. We're looking for the people that already researched and compiled the information to further spoon feed it to us and then give us a bunch of white folks to authenticate it. No, you can read, you're literate, look it up yourself. It's very simple. Bone density. Now, I will give you a place that you can begin to search this because everybody that goes and gets an x-ray or anybody that works in the x-ray department in the hospital will tell you they have multiple settings because black people have much denser bones than Europeans. So they have to bombard the body with more electrons to get a picture out of a black person than they do a European. And what is that based on? Internal blood alkalinity. Bone density is based on internal blood alkalinity. Why is that? Because the more acid you have in your blood, the more the blood will pull calcium and phosphorus from the bones, making the bones less dense to the point where over time, osteoporosis, which is holes in the bones, begin to develop. Positive versus negative ion concentration and utilization. When you're dealing with negative ion hydrogen-based, this is water-based people. Water-based people. This is one of the differences between Europeans and humans or Africans. We are water-based. They have a system for transporting ammonia throughout their body. Now, Unk may laugh. 
But what we have going on in the atmosphere. Now, see, look, you're going to laugh, but people that know third grade science know better than that. Look, correct. We are water-based people. And even as adults, 99% of the molecules in our body are water. So don't get don't get percentages confused for actual numbers because water molecules are much smaller than all the other molecules in our body. So even when we dry up to the point where we're only 70% water, we are still 99% water molecules. So we have a, com a competition in chemicals. In goes, you can verify. Nitrogen versus oxygen. Nitrogen and oxygen compete for space wherever you find them. In the atmosphere, in your body, and in any any um, compounds you mix them in. So now, as we breathe in nitrogen, because the atmosphere is 80% nitrogen and only 20% oxygen, the hydrochloric acid in our stomach is the first place where you start to get ammonia formation. The first place you start to get ammonia formation because anywhere you combine nitrogen with hydrogen, you start the process to ammonia. Anywhere you combine oxygen with hydrogen, you start to process the water. Bone hue. We have to talk about the color of the bones. Inside the body, the same way we have brown adipose tissue and we have white adipose tissue, we also have brown bone and then we have yellow. Yellow is rotted bone. So you can see as the bone loses hue, it loses strength, integrity, and life force. Stem cell count or follicle count. Why are those two things related? Because in every single follicle of your body, it houses stem cells. What it also houses melanocytes. So when you see that our skin has almost 20 times the amount of follicles as Europeans, which is the reason why they don't get razor bumps when they use big shavers and we do because the follicles are so close together that the hair bends backwards into the hair holes. Any barber can tell you that. So as a reference for that, Unc, I'm going to send you to your local barbershop. Okay. Correct. You will see that we have much more follicles, thereby giving us a much higher stem cell count. I know we got more sweat glands. Now, I'm going to deal with sweat glands. In fact, I'm going to deal with... Please tell me I'm wrong. You're not. Oh, I probably said, man... No, I... we have much more sweat glands, but I left that off of here because that deals with the nervous system and the reason why they're so hairy. So, selenium. <laughs> metal alkali versus sulfur. Acid. All right? So, the selenium or the medical, the metal alkali, medical... <laughs> Metal alkali count is much higher in us versus the sulfur. Now, when we get into the body, we have chromosome 19. Very important for us to understand when we're dealing with this issue. And yeah, you get one copy from each parent, etc., etc. I'll speed it up. The MC1R gene is what provides instructions for making a protein, a protein called melanocortin 1 receptor. This receptor plays an important role in normal pigmentation. So now this is one place that's very important to understand melanin content if we're going to deal with these Europeans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right? So that's number 19. Then you have on chromosome 11, the TYR gene. These are the two genes in the body 
that make everything else different in terms of European biology, African biology. Now, the highest correlation between skin reflectance and UV levels was observed at 545 nanometers, near maximum absorption for oxyhemoglobin, suggesting that the main role of melanin pigmentation in humans is regulation of the effects of UV radiation on the contents of cutaneous blood vessels located in the dermis. What does that mean? Unk, I mean, Minister Inky. What that means is, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Yo, correct. Who the hell could have unscrambled all that? Me, and I'm about to do it for you. Who this is me? what we do for a living. Question, That's why me and Goldie's in the front of the room. This is what question? we do. Can I ask one question, though? Go ahead. Who has reviewed this work? You can review it right now afterwards. And oh, everyone I, can review it afterwards no, for the no, work. No, no, do you realize what you're actually doing? You're overturning the whole entire scientific community. It's White all right. people, black people. So, so for the record, everybody, right, this called tomfoolery. When you actually think that you can overturn the whole goddamn scientific community with a goddamn PowerPoint. That's some goddamn tall food. And y'all probably said, good information, because y'all don't know shit about that. All right? If you stand right now, that's some good information, because that's just some complicated, add the words in, no references, no journals, not even a goddamn lab to even begin to test that shit. What are the tools you're using for your craft? Yo, 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 you, where are your DNA machines? Where, where is all these things? How are you testing the blood? You do. Yo, you can hold damn it make. I'm not giving it back. You, you are giving it back. Power. No, I haven't. Point. The point I'm going to make is, dude, I think you can do it. I'm not going to doubt you on this. I think you can get away with that, right? What I'm saying is you need to be able to take that to some private labs. I got confidence in you. Hold on. Don't get it wrong. Because I fucks with you like that, right? But at right some now. point, oh, at some point, yo, you got to be able to show and prove. All right. We're not going to the rest of it. Right. No, 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 no. Yes. Get now look. Point, right? All right. Now did, look. No, did you understand what I just yes, said? Yes. Yes. Now look. This you doing ain't enough. I got you. I know. We need white folks to verify. No, no, we need some Z. Look. See? That's the cool out no, that's not a slide out of it, but that's what you're asking for. No, no magical. Listen, listen. When you create, you're the first. Everyone else verifies your stuff. So what I'm telling you is, Unc, what you should do as a great researcher is you should go out on a crusade to disprove it. Put your scientists together and put it, pull it out. Now, what you have to do is, Slow down because what you're not understanding is, is the first person I used in this is Diop. So now you going against Diop and calling Diop pseudo because I use Diop. I'm saying that Hold Diop. on, I use Diop. I'm saying it's Diop. And I'm and I'm going further into Diop's rope, explaining it to you. I'm saying hold Diop. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not only that, I'm giving you the details so that as I'm going, people can look it up. So you're stopping people from learning. So hold on. I'm stopping people from learning. Listen. I gave a goddamn break. Stop. <laughs> 545 nanometers near the absorption maximum for oxyhemoglobin, suggesting that the main role of melanin pigmentation in humans is the role of effects of uh, is the regulation of the effects of UV radi radiation. Now, what does that mean? Unc wants to know. Oxyhemoglobin. This is racism encoded into science, and why I will tell you, because oxygen is not carried per se, by the red blood cells as much as electrons are. It is the electricity that red blood cells are carrying. 
inside your lung, the red blood cell grabs the electron and the proton then becomes free radicals. Right, because I'm, I'm competing with voices in here. So we have to understand that this is electrical activity that we're talking about here. Got a seat right here. Now, amongst the indigenous populations, skin pigmentation is based on adaptability. Amongst Europeans, this does not apply. Why is that? Now, um, what I want you to see is all in here. Look, look, um, look. What you see all in this here? Man, sauce don't mean nothing. You can just put it in the sauce, man. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? Um, you just had a fit about no references. No, you can't run it. A dark epidermis protected sweat glands from UV-induced injury, this ins thus ensuring the integrity of somatic thermal regulation. Now, why is thermal regulation important? Explain it to me. I am. Because, again, there's two different types of fat in the body. You have white adipose tissue composed of white adipose sites, which are fat cells. Then you have brown adipose tissue composed of brown adipocytes, which are fat cells. The differences between the two are that brown adipocytes have iron in them. They generate heat in your body. That's where your body generates heat from. Europeans are born primarily white adipose tissue. Black babies are born primarily brown adipose tissue. This is why they created that little machine for babies that come out to put the babies under. They say if you don't put the baby under there, they can freeze to death. No. European babies could freeze to death because of the high concentration of white adipocytes and the lack of brown adipocytes possessing iron that creates heat or oh. thermoregulation. Yo, Stop with the yo. comedy because I got to get through my shit. Right, I didn't come up, from New I'm York real, to play I'm games. Up, so yeah, now, look, here we go. Hold on. Of greater significance to individual reproduction success was that highly melanized skin protected against UV-induced Photolysis of folate. What are the what are the references, Unc? Here we go. Branda and Eaton, 1978, Science 201. Um, you got Proctor Australis, Social Human Biology, page 5, 455, 462, 1999, Medical Hypothesis, page 52, 581 to 582, etc. etc. The Medical Journal of Australia, Medical Research Council on Vitamin Research, Woo! blah, 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 blah. So I can run you down plenty of research references. Adjustment barrel in the building. Now, now, a metabolite is essential for normal development of embryonic neural tube. So this is how the nervous system, and this is why where I'm going to bring you to the sweat glands. This is where the nervous system becomes important in terms of the whole bioregulation of the body, right? Now, hair is the outgrowth of our nervous system. This is how hair regulates skin pigment. If the body is pro-pigment, there will be no or very little body hair. Now, this is why I talked about the difference between us and Europeans being melanin promoters versus melanin inhibitors. This is enzyme activity. If the body is pro-pigment, meaning there are very little melanin inhibitors in the body, there's going to be very little hair to block the UV radiation. The nervous system pushes more hair out of the skin when the body does not want to produce pigment. This is one of the reasons that there is fur 
covering these bodies, keeping the sun out. It's just like that video we saw. This is to reflect the sun away. To reflect the sun away. If the body's intelligence is anti-pigment, then it will cover as much skin surface as possible to block the sun from feeding the melanocytes, inducing electromagnetic pigmentation induction. Now, here's the other the other side to this is that vitamin D. Vitamin D is crucial. We have to have 60% of our skin exposed to UVB radiation before we start producing vitamin D out of cholesterol. It's cholesterol that our body converts into vitamin D. All right? So that was only a major problem for the original troglodyte Niger or nigger. And this is why I say they had to originate. Hold on. Troglodyte nigger. Hold on. That's not the scientific name for the old, oldest chimpanzees. Look it up on your smartphone, Smarty. Hold on. Look up troglodyte nigger on your smartphone. Getting adjusted by the team, brother. These are the only two places on earth, a laboratory or the South Pole, where there is no electrical activity in the atmosphere that would produce a skin that is anti-melanin. Period. The critical function of integument in thermal regulation was maintained through evolution. Of an increased no, no, number of sweat glands, no, particularly on the face, that increased the maximum rate of evaporative cooling. Once I get through, and how with, long is that, though, brother? However long it was, no, so when Goldie was speaking, he was speaking. But and Goldie I didn't interrupt take that him, long, brother. And Goldie did not take Sorry. that long. Stop. Come on, I guarantee you, the people want to learn. People ain't learned nothing. It's hard to get that one, yo. It's hard because you keep interrupting. If we take out the 40 minutes of his interruptions, I would have been finished already. The brain is extremely heat sensitive and its temperature closely follows arterial temperature. Evolution of a whole body cooling mechanism capable of finally regulating arterial temperature was therefore a prerequisite for brain expansion and increased activity levels. Naked skin itself affords a thermal regulatory advantage. Oh, what you need to do is deal with each fact that I present and deal with them on the merit of themselves. You want, you want. Sweat glands versus body hair. So the more sweat glands, the less body hair. All right? So that is one point that we agree on, right? Okay, good. All right. African Americans are a monster mutant genetically. Now, why do I say that? Because we have been mixed and genetically modified here in this country. We've been mixed with Europeans, and we've been mixed with all the shit we've been putting in our body. So we could call ourselves Nile Valley Africans and wait for Osiris to come back tomorrow, but I guarantee you Osiris would not even understand what a cheeseburger was. I guarantee you he wouldn't know what a steak is. I guarantee you he never had macaroni and cheese. I guarantee you he never had potato salad. So once we start introducing those into the genome, it changes the genome. And the further away we get away from the natural foods and substances of our ancestors, 
the more we change the genome. That is the study of epigenetics. Now, electromagnetic radiation impinging on the human skin can undergo a number of interactions. It could be reflected by the surface of the stratum corneum, which is what we saw earlier on. It can enter the stratum corneum after a slight change in its direction of travel. It can interact with melanin dust in the stratum corneum, resulting in partial or total absorption. It could transverse or traverse, excuse me, deeper layers and experience a possible additional scattering, or it can enter the viable epidermis where it encounters melanin packaged within me melanomasomes. These are the enzymes that actually make and synthesize melanin. Now, here is a part of the new science that they're getting into because they're getting away from all the old things. So it's not that I have overturned the old system of science, it's that the new technological advances have overturned the new science. Photomechanical energy, take notes, um, as photons move through the layers of skin, it causes vibration, especially of enzymes, and creates energy. This is called photomechanical energy. Photothermal energy, subcutaneous vibration, activates brown adipose tissue into thermogenesis to handle the new energy or bioentropy equivalent to human radiation. This is why we saw in the video, black folks under UV light are still brown and black, where white folks are not because there's no human radiation coming from them. The photoelectric effect, this is the end death or transition of photons in the body as the photon is then converted into a electron by the bioconductors in the body. The photoelectric effect is the main purpose of skin pigment. This is how the body produces electricity. Now, UVB turns off non-eumelanin melanocytes. Hyperhomocystinemia. All right. The stratum. All right. All right. All right. So I, I, I got to wrap it up. See what I get too deep then it get crazy. All right. So look. Oxygen, sulfur, selenium. Right. They have a very specific relationship. And what we need to understand, one of the things, and I'm going to try to just talk. Just dumb it down for the, you know, dumb it down for the dummies, right? Thank you. Oxygen, sulfur, selenium, this entire periodic chart. One of the reasons why these things are lined up is because they can displace or replace each other in molecules. So when the body is loaded with sulfur, sulfur will mimic selenium. When the body is loaded with selenium, the selenium will push out the sulfur. Sulfur and selenium compete for space the same way nitrogen and hydrogen do. Oxygen is also a potent acid. It's toxic to the body. The only reason the body uses oxygen is because the acid is so strong that the lungs, or I should say the iron in your red blood cell, is able to separate the electrons from the protons in the oxygen atom. And the oxygen atom produces just as much electricity as it does free radicals. That's the purpose of us having antioxidants or antioxidants in the diet to get rid of the free radicals that are produced in the body just alone from breathing. Not to say that that's the only source of free radicals, 
but that is an unstoppable source of free radicals, which is why we always have to consume antioxidants. Now, the lack of folate. Excuse me, y'all want to go down to the conference room? Yeah, we can go down. Well, hold on. We need to because we can't just step Right. So wait, wait, when he come up, we'll go. The lack of folate has long been known to bring about a microcystic mega low blastic anemia because folate is required for the maturation of bone marrow. Now, in black bodies, we have brown bone marrow. In European bodies, they have beige bone marrow. We have to understand that there's differences in the hue, not only on the surface, but in the interior of the body and the development of red blood cells. Folate deficiency in non-human mammals has also been shown to produce multiple fetal anomalies, including malformations of the eye, malformations of the eye. This is how we have blue eyes. Central nervous system. This is why people's nervous system doesn't function. Palate, lip, gastrointestinal system, aorta, kidney, skeleton, etc., etc., etc. All of these problems can ultimately be traced to folate's roles in purine and pyrimidine biosynthesis. What are purines? Purines are molecules that hide nitrogen. This also means that the only two places this type of life form could have evolved is the lab or the South Pole because these are the only two controlled environments where a folate deficient nervous system with little to no stem cells, AKA black blood cells, and we just saw the stem cells live right here on this wall under the microscope, could thrive. Anywhere else, this would lead to infertility. Hold on. Anywhere else, this would lead to infertility because folate is crucial in spermatogenesis. So anywhere else, they, males would not even be able to form sperm to reproduce. So, all right, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go to the, let me get this. On, let me Don't go to the, hold on for a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. I won't let the people know while we're in the building, we got 509 people watching. 509 Tuning people. in. Family, I want y'all to know that they are going to allow us to go into the conference room. So bear with us, come back within 10 minutes and the general Sarah Sutasetti will be in the building, the Mad Jai, Brother Unk, the Amirah Squad, Professor James Smalls. And um, I want N'Goldie to go real quick cause he ain't gonna be here that long. That's why I was trying to tell you, let, let the brother get it in before he go. He got his ride right there. I don't know if you're gonna be with us downstairs or, oh. Yeah, it's right. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go down right now. We don't wanna we don't need to wait for him. Yo, uh um, blue pill. You got sure the key? The, the conference room is right before we just run downstairs. Oh, Jonathan got the key, so they said we can go there, down there. He just went down there. Did he go down there and check it out? He just went down to open it up. I saw him in the elevator. Okay, so we we on our way to the conference. This is how we doing it, man. God damn. This is a good hotel room right here where we at. Yo, um, I want to make sure. I want to let you know, brother. You did good, um. You did good getting this hotel room. Now, one thing I gotta say about the Amin Ra squad. They definitely take care of business. Hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm sorry. They take care of business. The brother got me in here. He got Professor James Smalls. I mean, he just flew everybody in. The General Sarah Sutasetti will be kicking down the door in a minute. So I wanna give thanks to the Amin Ra squad. I agree. And uh, we got the professor right here. We're gonna go in. We're just gonna have a good time. This is gonna be a powerful weekend and our family 
We will see you in like 10 minutes. Have your ass back in the building. Shit, I don't even think you got to turn it off. No, I got to turn it off. Oh, matter of, yeah, matter of fact, I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You right? We ain't got no damn idea. Yeah, I don't have to turn it off. What I'm going to do is we're going to walk downstairs with this like this. Yeah, we're on the road for real, literally. So, um, Melissa Inky, I'm going to need you. Oh, no, you got that. You got to take that. I'm going to need you. Yeah, they're going to see us go down go downstairs and everything with this. I mean, they got all the, there's a bunch of stuff already going on. It's all about. This is me and Bozy talking about white folks. You keep trying to bring in this heat. This is what I get there. Right outside the elevator door, says the executive line. I guess. 
Oh yeah, this is nice. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 